Hello, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. We just had the most intellectual discussion of our lives uh, in the pre-show chat here um, about a meme that was like a year old. So it just really tells you where our heads are at this morning. Um, hello and welcome, Kindred, uh, to Vegas by Night, Mayday Roleplay's Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. Welcome to our first stream of 2023. Listen, we have so much planned for you here as a community, and it's beyond exciting to be able to bring those to you this year. I'm really excited for you all to see what we've got cooking this year. And uh, I, I think Mayday fans will be well fed. Uh, so keep an eye out. Things will will continue to progress. But, you know, starting us off is, is finishing out this arc of, of Vegas by night. If you haven't missed, uh, if you have missed out on any chapters of Vegas by Night, don't fear. You can still check it out on Spotify, Twitch VOD, and our YouTube channel as of right now. And if you're wondering how you can get more May Day in your life, you can catch our stream here every other Saturday for our main show. You can follow us on all major platforms as well as Spotify and SoundCloud for podcast-friendly recordings of all our major shows and streams. And finally, you can donate to us on Patreon and join our Patreon Discord. The Discord is really where we've had this chance to build a great little family around the content we put out. We have patrons who have joined each other's games and played in some hosted by ourselves. We've decided which Pokemon best reflect ourselves. We made a picture of myself into a coy, extremely sexy emoji that you'll see in the chat soon. Uh, (laughs) We have no clue how that happened, but it's beautiful. Thank you, Eli. And uh, most recently... We have been discussing the changes involved for Mayday in a Patreon slash Discord State of the Mayday Union address where we have sort of outlined some of our plans for the rest of the year uh, that you can have access to if you join our Patreon and our Discord. Uh, In addition to all that craziness, you get an opportunity to listen to exclusive Patreon content and behind-the-scenes information. Uh, We'd like to give a shout-out as well to our handler-level Patreon contributors. It's because of their involvement in our content that we can begin thinking of all of the big-picture ideas we have for May Day. It is because of you that, as of right now, I think maybe we have a few shirts left from our perennial airlines doomed to repeat uh, a drop there. They're still available in our shop, and we'd love to see more of you kitted out in them. Um, And that was purely uh, attainable because of the support you all have showed us, especially our handler level. So thank you to Ankh, to OG Pan, to Bimble Wart, to Cameron S, to Eric A and Jonathan M, Ren, WTF, and Alex Johnson. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, Other than that, please check out our Delta Green campaign, Doom to Repeat, that is GM'd by the winner of Minnesota's best GM ever in Minnesota's 2022 Web Fest. Oh my God, Sergio is amazing. You have to check it out. And we are coming back this year with more Doom to Repeat. We are we're recording sh- at the end of the month. Oh my God, I'm so excited to cry. Um, <laughs> our fantasy campaign, no other uh, system attri- attributed to it because we would never <laughs> say that word out loud. Our fantasy campaign... <laughs> Centered in the island world of Ashoka, where Eli crafts a world so brimming with love it leaks into every recording, and our old World of Darkness campaign using the Orpheus system with the one and only Vince from Black Project Gaming fame. All of which are available on all major podcasting platforms, YouTube, and our Twitch. 
Finally, we just want to give love to our last member, Vince, who uh, is on a little May Day vacation and has been using this time to brainstorm and prep some of the best TTRPG content that's going to hit the space. This is absolutely going to be the year of Vince, and we can't wait to see him around with our gang in the coming year. So we miss you, buddy. Uh, we want to warn you ahead of time that it's raining in California today. And now for you, you and your state, that very well may mean nothing. But to us Californians, it's the closest we get to a biblical plague. Um, there is a possibility that our stream may be treated to technical difficulties as a result. But if the stream happens to go down, bear with us and we'll be back within a moment. Uh, before we get started today, I just want to remind everyone that Vampire the Masquerade can be a dark setting, and as such, there are content warnings for any watching. Please be advised that there may be violent themes, plenty of adult language, and the exploration, uh, exploration of much darker subjects. Please take care of yourself and be aware. You, you guys always come first to us uh, before the content does, so make sure you're, you're taking care of yourself. Uh, things to watch out for uh, in, in this particular episode are still drowning, depictions of demons, possible speaking in tongues. The newest you have to worry about is immolation. Uh, so if you have a fear of fire, please check that out. Body horror and minor trypophobia. Here we're underwater, friend. We can't. Burning uh, doesn't happen uh, underwater, my guy. Uh, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <sighs> with, with that, we're going to get started here. Humanity was cursed, and for that curse to thrive, enforcement of the Cabal's unholy will became necessary. In the name of the all-invoking power of the Founders and their future Justicars, a new lord was made, known only as the Archons. The original four Archons, Federico of Nosferatu, Father Jean-Marc of Toreador, Gilbert of Ventru and Lilica of Bruja served the founders with an unwavering support and stood uniquely as the arms of the Camarilla on the ground floor. These four were of the first to take the blood bond as a form of sacrament. But unlike the archons of these modern knights, they were not bonded with the council of Justicars that oversee the Camarilla, but instead with each other in an unending circle of protection. It was through this power that they formed an unbreakable will with which to house the intentions of the Camarilla. Now, in these modern nights, the title has become synonymous with a higher echelon of dutiful servant to the Ivory Tower, an individual that holds the very weight of a Justicar's wrath behind unfettered decision. They have been given specific instruction and even more specific designation. Some given temporary tasks in a crisis and named Praetor. Others bidden to hunt the Red List with impunity, named Alistors. Others so highly embedded that their position exists without name or description to protect their unholy purpose. But finally, there are the Josians, the gatekeepers, those promoted out of a fear of the days yet to come put to task to prevent the end times and beat back Gehenna and its cults behind the door. They are few in number, but important in craft. Above all, they are called in when the smell of brimstone has permeated the domain of a prince so fully that it is only a matter of time before the world moves to swallow their city whole. We will elect a uniform to those who might guard the baubles of our own creation. 
We will play at an understanding of our impact on the scorched soil of this place. We will inherit a new ending each day and still continue to ramble before it. We will think that we can save a world with the power given freely to us by those who would orchestrate its end. I will see it end. We will kill our darlings. Welcome to Vegas by night. Beautiful. What beautiful timing. You're just in time for them to threaten me with slugs. I just want you all to know that slugs are disgusting. Snails are rude, evil creatures, and they are plotting our downfall. Everyone has a snail that's coming for you today. Does this look evil to you? That is disgusting. Mm. This is a good friend. I'm with Listen, Caleb. I would like to introduce all of you to the cast of Vegas by Night here at Mayday Roleplay. My name is Caleb James Miller. I'll be your storyteller today, and I'm sorry for what I'm about to do to you. I'm Aaron, and I'm Enoch, and I'm calm. Calm? Yes. Great. Okay, I didn't hear calm the first time. <laughs> I didn't hear it either. I heard something much different. Yep. Ah, I see. Also that. <laughs> Um, I'm Allegra, I'm playing Mal, and I am a snail and slug sympathizer. Amanda, I'm, I play Allison, and I hate slugs. That's it. I'm I'm Eli, and I'm playing Niles. I'm Sergio, I'm playing Burroughs. I'm Zakia, and the slugs will rise again. Oh my god, they're Confederate slugs. I don't like it. (laughs) Today, uh, we have a recap performed by Sybil. Completely opposite vibe, my bad. (laughs) I get sad really quick. I am original and unique. I can overcome any obstacles in my way. I am a powerful kindred. I am worth what I charge. I don't charge anything, haven't gotten paid yet, but I will seize any opportunity I am given. This is my tough fuck. My socks are still wet. One second. Okay. You know, I was right. Not about me being safe or that we could lay low for a few days, but about Niles. Niles isn't just a gangrel. They diabolized a whole Samitsi named Casimir, the one behind the flesh mansion that Niles wanted to keep for presumably no reason until a couple of hours ago. Well, Casimir was seizing any opportunity he was given well enough to be telepathically summoned under Lake Mead by his girlfriend, post-second death. Lada of the Mire is her name, and her castle of soppy freaks hunt kindred in Boulder to escape the beckoning. Which I also still don't understand. But I'm getting distracted. The next affirmation. I will not succumb to distractions. Okay. It's, it, it's guardians all the way down. Lana, Lada taxed us with getting rid of her guardian, Lamplighter, who's been protecting something even further down than she was. Something called Sentinel. Above princes, kindred, and the world, she said. 
Lamplighter is half metal, half human, half dog, and completely out of her control. She asks us to put him down with mercy. I don't think that's feasible right now. I can take breaks on my way to success. She needs one body per day, and yesterday she took Felix. We should have given him more bullets, and he shouldn't have been anywhere near there, but she apologized for it like it was nothing, like he wasn't anything. And I wasn't great to him, but somehow, somehow this still feels like the better outcome. All I wanted was for him to not end up as some blood doll. So the only time I tasted your blood was after your death. To take you with me and to show you what we both thought this would be like from a safer distance. Felix, I will outperform this mistake. And at least Emmerich is down one spy. So that's good. I love what I do. And I was right, which is all that matters. Any progress is a win worth celebrating. And Sentinel is something big, something that has to do with why we were even brought together in the first place. If we can pull this off, if we can figure this out without getting caught or killed, then maybe the new generation can get off the first few floors safely. I soar over all forms of doubt. I release the need to grieve. I am above falling apart, and I know I'm on the right path. I'm a little tired of people on thrones, though. Absolutely gorgeous. Very Those nice. words of affirmation, the power of words behind it. Let's go straight into our session. Let's discuss just up front so we know exactly where we all are before this begins. Hunger and experience. And if you'd like, you can throw in your HP if you'd like to uh, make the rest of your coterie uh, aware before uncertain deaths. Let's start with you, Aaron. Uh, I got one hunger. Uh, and... Uh, I have six superficial damage. <laughs> Damn it. Very good. Anyone else want to share? Which is technically one aggravated damage, right? Well, I got one more point before I start mm. spilling over into aggravated. Yeah. Before we double slash. I see. Uh, <clears throat> I have no hunger for the first time in forever. Uh, and I'm at full health. Very good. <clears throat> I am at three hunger and full health. I'm well, at that's something. Yeah, I'm at six out of seven health, four willpower. I don't know how I got there, but then uh, humanity. Oh, never mind the humanity. Hunger at one. Okay. I am at full health. I have one hunger. And um, we're doing skills and disciplines too, yeah? Yeah. So I just got Quell the Beast, which means... I can help with frenzies a little bit. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Very cool. Okay. To paint the picture, 
You all have stepped into the chamber of Lamplight, of Lamplighter itself, the beast that guards the door. You have uh, moved through these um, sort of carved natural caverns that exist underneath Lake Mead and Lada of the Myers, Mire, to be specific. Um, Moving through those natural caverns, you were brought out to this huge rimming uh, balcony that, uh, uh, that extends around the dome that sits right up against the, the door itself. The door sits incredibly high into this room and is probably the largest feature visible. Um, into where the door sits at its lowest point is this pit at which lamplight sits in the center. Uh, it is this sort of red dirt, uh, clay-trodden uh, uh, natural rock that resembles a lot of Vegas's uh, surface-level architecture or, or terrain. And uh, he is centered in the middle of this pit and has brought himself into this frenzied, grunting rage that throws him against each of the walls of this circular dome. The door itself sits behind him. As I've described it before, I I will give you a quick little description of of what you see there. Um, The door is uh, a a depiction of, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let me find it. The door depicts uh, a horse standing on two legs with a a person's body uh, to a certain degree. Its skull is bared free from its skin with long human hair that covers much of its features. There's a snaking tail behind him that uh, extends out to a point, and in a corona of floating orbs about his visage are human faces, free from their bodies, crying tears that flow into the center of his chest, where a gaping hole sits. Written in similar text to the disc in the suitcase we found so long ago, easy enough for Enoch and for some of you to read, are the phrases? Are, is the phrase "I am Sentinel"? Lamplight itself in the center is this massive, hulking beast, where this sort of uh, lantern's cage sits in the center of his being, where uh, a mid a midriff used to be. It is this bulbous, uh, hammered-in tin cage uh, where inside this ever-burning, almost like gas flame, expounds out of his body from inside where organs used to exist. He is a huge amount of gluttonous flesh that overloads across where the metal is implanted in these rivets that extend probably into the ivory of his bone. He is disgusting to look at. Um, uh, With the texture of of cellulite and cottage cheese, uh, he is maybe close to 400 pounds, six foot five, uh, completely bald, with these indentations of those same tin plates uh, uh, connected into his uh, uh, skull itself. His face has been marred, scarred, and broken through so much that his eyes are halfway closed over. His nose is uh, nothing but a, a Voldemort uh, facsimile of what uh, any normal appendage might be. And his mouth is all but sewn together, save for where he is broken at the sutures to scream. 
and he is charging against the walls as, as hard as he can. With each new crack, you can feel some of his bones breaking or some of the metal shifting below his skin, just howling like a sick, dying animal, like uh, a beast cornered. <laughs> running across each uh, of these uh, circumference of this dome colliding with each of the walls and it causes this massive shake along the caverns so that rocks begin to fall about your heads and connect to the floor. At any moment you feel that, that sort of tinge of anxiety that maybe this creature is going to bring all of Lake Mead down on you and the Sentinel. But for now, whatever is in this beast's mind, it has not noticed you. Lada has left you along the path, uh, noting to uh, Niles that they cannot get any closer for fear of lamplight discovering uh, their presence here. But for now, you all have this vantage point over the balcony, looking down into the pit where this beast is howling in repose. I believe Enoch might have a question. Might I scry the soul? Absolutely you can. You are, as every week, going to have to remind me what the hell that does. It's a rouse check, intelligence plus aspects. By focusing on a person, the vampire can perceive the state of that person's psyche as a shifting aura of colors. Auras reveal little precise information, but do provide clues regarding many subjects. Dot, 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 dot. Emotional state, resonance, supernatural traits... Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me a roll. I'll tell you. Two we'll rolls. We'll read his his aura, his co-star. One rouse check, which I succeed. I don't get hungrier. Okay, good. And then I do intelligence plus aspects. Which I know is a crazy pool for you. Which is... Two, three, four. It's eight dice. God bless America. <laughs> Meanwhile, Allison is like leaning over to anyone that it whispers. Okay, does does he remind you of that thing in Thirteen Ghosts? <laughs> the fuck is that? I never saw that movie. <gasps> it's man, no, no, it's just reminding me of my childhood. That was like, watch that, like, I don't know. That's the guy, though. That's the guy. <clears throat> so that's four successes, one of which was on my lone hunger guy. Okay, four successes. With four successes, you can see that this creature's aura is extremely dim. Um, anything that it's giving off is giving off that of a, a, a corpse, right? It is barely um, alive, if you can even call this that state. But the aura itself is a brimming black orb. Uh, it is unfamiliar to you. you. You've never quite seen something like this come back from Scry the Soul. It is a, a terribly melancholy feeling uh, the second that you extend out and you, you bring that energy back to you. You are filled with a deep, intense sadness and that feeling of blackness, of obsidian, of, of loss, of shadow. Um, and it is just barely brimming about the heart of this beast. Supernaturally, uh, this registers almost like... Um, Niles' bird, uh, like spoons, uh, but in a much more complex establishment. Um, and it also seems as though this thing is going through some sort of, uh, of, of pain. 
there's something going on here that it is being afflicted with. Well, we're bound. Would you care to elaborate? Care to elaborate? I mean, look, look at it. There's, there's, would you just look at that thing? What the fuck are we going to do about that? Now, I know you guys think we're crazy, and I don't blame you, but that's, that's a bad decision. That's fucked. How far away oh, are we from? So we're just going to leave it here? How far are you from? So at an angle, uh, you're probably about 60 feet. Uh, that's, that's, you know, as the crow flies from the top of the balcony down to the pit to where he is. But that changes periodically because sometimes he will run out of view as he collides with a wall that's directly underneath your per- portion of the balcony. And then he'll run out to the furthest point. He's running in these really weird serpentine collisions with the wall. Um, where you can see he has uh, suffered the consequences of this. Whatever you're looking at now, it's a lot less than uh, it used to be. It is bleeding. It is hurt. There are opened uh, uh, festering wounds that have been broken by uh, this action it's taken. It's definitely weakened itself over time. Could you... I'm sorry, I hate to I hate to do this to you, but could you describe the um, the, the room one more time? <laughs> So almost perfect circle. Imagine a natural cavern that in circumference, I'm sorry, in diameter is probably, say, like 180 feet. Um, Is there any, like, kind of debris or loose material? There are plenty of, of, like, boulders that have broken free from some of the natural caverns and then populated where he is below. Uh, And occasionally he'll run and and leap off of them with a surprising amount of agility that is casting the rocks back. And as he collides, more of that debris does come free from the walls. Do any of them look sharp? So it is is that sort of sea sea level craggy rock that will come about, that pockmarked rock. Um, So it it definitely uh, does take on like the shape of coral. It could be sharpened. Most of them that break free from the wall are from sheer blunt force of this huge body connecting. Um, So as of right now, none of them are like sharpened to a point, but you, you imagine you probably could, or given enough force, they could be made to be very sharp on entry. Question. Sorry. Uh, We have any, like, is there any, like, we were led here. Is there any, like, torches or anything fiery? So there is a a sort of uneasy supernatural light similar to what Lada was giving off in the main chambers. It is this ethereal dancing... um, almost like a sprinkle of lights that uh, cast off almost like uh, if you've ever been underwater and you've seen a major light source come through and it casts those sort of shimmering rays. Uh, it is not unlike that that is casting uh, most of the light through here. There is no fire, um, although you all are feeling that primordial fear of fire because every time that lamplight connects with that wall, a big gout of flame expounds out from the center of his midriff, and you can see this big inferno that sits in the center of him. And there is a layer of fear there. Do you think... I know that thing is shooting outwards but do you think there's something we can do like throw some gas or something and we could just burn the bitch up and not get close and i'm just saying this to everybody did you carry gas down here 
I have a lighter, cause I. S that's it. Cool, a lighter against a big old monster. That's you gonna be what? so useful. Oh that's... my god, Allison, you cracked it. I know, right? It's almost like I'm actually coming up with some kind of solution instead of just standing there and just, you know. I have a solution. Looking like a twerp. Oh my god. Caleb, um, mm -hmm. does it seem to be using its eyes? Um, it seems to be in a state where its eyes have lost its use largely. So if it is, it's at a reduced vision. Okay. That's can your I, guess. Does, can it, does there seem to be any sort of pattern? You say it's moving in like a serpentine pattern. Is it somewhat regular? Like, can I predict its trajectory? So... Enoch, for you, it probably does seem very regular, but given that both of you are insane, um, it, it, this is really not something that he's doing on purpose, and it's not as though he's following a route. He's not forming the Pentagon. He is slamming against one wall and picking the next and picking the next and picking the next. Does, does he does seem not to be, look orchestrated. Does he seem to be hitting more or less the same spots? Or is it just completely... If he does, it's not by design. Hmm. Uh, how many legs is it using to move? Two. Burroughs has been very quiet taking this all in, and he just kind of turns to the group and says, y'all ever see that movie Frankenstein? Yes. Which one? I don't know. There's more than one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Frankenstein, that old Frankenstein, he hated everything. Everyone... The only thing he loved was music. I'm thinking maybe <laughs> if I sing it a little tune, it'll soothe oh the savage God. beast long enough for you all to get into an advantageous position. Fuck it. That's actually not the worst idea. I was just going to trick it into impaling itself. We can, well. Is there? I have a way to take out one of its legs. I, I can't I move that way try to quell the beast but is there a way that i can like like give burrows like advantage or something well maybe when uh, i like... activate my presence you can do your quell the beast at the same time okay yeah what we'll do is we'll take both roles and we'll consider it to be a higher dc but more power because both of you obviously have better rolling power do we think that's fair both of you working together, uh, well, the, the song working in tandem with that quell. I think so. All right, everybody have something to poke it or stab it with or slice it with. and Yeah. We have our harpoons. Steer clear of the fire if you can. That's right, we have our harpoons. Don't wait, do wait, this wait. shit to me again. Wait, 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 wait. So quick. What do we have on us? That might help us too in case like you got some harpoons. You got my hands. Burrows is oxygen tanks. I've got uh, a samurai sword. A samurai oh sword. Oh, wait, we have an oxygen tank. We have an Josh, oxygen tank. Josh, yeah, we Josh, have an oxygen that tank. Oh, that's more Josh. flammable than a lighter. So give yes. me, give me, I know. Give me no. the oxygen tank and the harpoon in five minutes. Oh, God. Got it. It's Before going down into Lake no. Mead, I would have said no, but I feel like we're on a biblical journey, and I'm going to give it to you. Biblical journey. All right. Wait, but let, let him, him do these things. Maybe we can calm it and then strike the bitch. Okay. Yeah, but we yeah, want to strike sure. it 
from a distance because I fire. Agree. I'm not getting closer. Okay, okay, so here's a thought. Burrows and Sib chill it out. I take out one of its legs so it can't go anywhere. Enoch blows it all to hell. That does require us getting down there, though. Are you going to chuck that thing from all the way up here? Enoch? The, it's about 60 feet to the center of the pit below. Oh, well, I can't throw it that far. But that's but the I thing. Is if we get it calm enough and it's distracted, you can get down there and shove it in closer. I can get down there without it even being distracted. Oh, you can move. Yeah. Everybody give me your harpoons. That's I'll give him one of my two. Okay. I'll go I'll, with him. So I'll go I'm going to go with him because I, I have the silent steps too. So. Before, okay. before so, we wait, I'll, give me your wetsuit. Oh, come on now. I, I, I already gave you my breathing tank. I need, a, I need an airtight vessel. Wetsuit. <laughs> Drop I mean, trap. The rest of us are naked. You might as well be I'll too. Take I'll take it off. So because we are all in fact naked. In <laughs> his I'm, un- I'm not naked. Yeah, where, you where are did the naked come from? Where did naked come from? Who's naked? <laughs> we all just went down, remember? When we were on the boat. Every, everyone was like, all right, like, take off your... Because Allison yeah. said we were skinny. I took a jacket off, underwear. and that's all I took off. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't my, think you were getting buck-ass <laughs> My, my head is getting this, that we've been naked this whole time. No, no Mal, if, if no one else was naked, Mal wasn't naked. I just thought Lex myself... Lex playing a, a really cool <laughs> version of this game. <laughs> Lex been picturing this way different. That conversation with Lana was way different. <laughs> I understand now. I... I mixed up when Allison was like, we're all going skinny dipping for it. We are actually... <laughs> yeah, I think we killed so that down. guy, like, way too cool, quickly great. to yeah, yeah, cool. really that's worry about cool. that. I just want to <laughs> check. No one presently is buck-ass naked, right? Just no, a little... Okay. not anymore. <laughs> so, right, Burroughs, you, my you peel off this wetsuit and hand it over to Enoch. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as I'm tracking the timeline, we're going to start a song with the accompaniment of, uh, of Burroughs and Sybil. Then the Kingsters are going down with the tank, the uh, wetsuit and the harpoons. Uh, Mal and Niles. Mal, I believe you're going for the legs. Niles, do you have a plan here? I think I'll go and help uh, Mal. Because if Mal can get one leg, I can get the other leg. I can do mine from a distance, too, if there are shadows down there. Because I can shadow cast, and then I can use Oblivion abilities through the shadows that I put out. I can't, but I can run fast. <laughs> Let me just put you guys in a loose order here based on that turn of events. And I we'll do go need, from there. I need five minutes of prep time. Oh, all right, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not going to go anywhere if we want to wait for Enoch to do whatever the fuck he's going to do. Okay, you're taking yeah. five minutes to do what? I am going to break the heads off all the harpoons. So that I'm just left with the sharp points. I'm going to take the oxygen tank. I'm going to attempt to disable the safety mechanism that's going to regulate the outflow of air, weakening the valve enough so that it can be broken off. And so, like, if I, if I throw it, the stem is going to break and all the air is going to flood out. Beautiful. And then I'm going to put, I'm going to stuff the oxygen tank into the wetsuit. Put the harpoon heads between the oxygen tank and the outside of the wetsuit so they're all kind of poking out like this. You're making yeah. a shrapnel bomb. 
and then I'm going to seal the wetsuit up, roll the top off, and tie it out so it's all airtight. And I made myself a nice little bomb. Okay. It's it's always shocking how quick you can do that. Um, (laughs) Enoch, do me a favor and give me, uh, let's call this uh, wits plus um, science, just to see how well this all goes for you. Uh, if I'm there too, and I have a science and wits, can I throw in like support or anything? We'll give uh, Enoch an extra die uh, die pool. So add one extra die there, Enoch. All right. Well, that'll be eight dice. Holy moly! Come and on, that would be five successes. Five wow. successes. You believe that everything is rigged to go, and all of you five <laughs> minutes later are greeted with this bizarre Burroughs wetsuit built. Uh, IED, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> that is ready to, to, to be rigged. I um, hate how easy that was for you to make. What the fuck? You know, if this works, we are best friends. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's, all I had to do was, that's all I had to do was build a bomb? Yeah. See, yep. this, you're, I'm very happy we can make, you're making friends. Fuck yeah. All right, if I survive this, this is going to be great. All right, I'm ready to go when you are. All right, well, let me get into position. I'll kind of make my way. Uh, It's tough because he keeps moving, but I'll position myself kind of on the opposite side of where everyone is so that when I see that he's going to, when Lamplighter's going to kind of start aiming itself in the direction that I'm coming, I'll probably jump down. Okay. Uh, Burroughs, you note that as you get closer and closer to that door, Um, That bizarre feeling uh, that comes about you every so often that that reminds you of your blood begins as as that fire starts to creep through your veins and you're you're starting to feel antsy, really itchy, just uh, with, with every step that you become closer to that massive door. You just want to start going, but you get yourself into position uh, and, and you're ready to start when the rest of them are. Lord is what you designed me to do. Here we go. Um, yeah, I'm going to activate presence, maybe give some kind of signal to Sybil that it's happening. If, if she can't already tell, I'm suddenly way more attractive and uh, noticeable. And I will probably try to find a small boulder or something that I can kind of like jump down to that just gives me a tiny bit of stage, a tiny bit of presence. Okay. And just trying to get the creature's attention. I'm going to sing a song that I've been thinking about since we found this place, since we got here, and Burroughs sings. No, no, by him are the great hidden secrets of fear not the darkness when my flame shall dim I know not what the future holds but I know who holds the future it's a secret known only by only by him. And I'm 
I'm like reaching my hand out towards the creature. Beautiful, beautiful. Burroughs, I need you to make uh, one of the most important rolls I think you've ever made. I need you to make uh, a charisma plus presence, uh, right? Uh, oh. Yes, uh, charisma okay. plus uh, performance with your presence added. Charisma plus performance. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. So that's even better. Yes. Okay. Roll performance. Rest. So I've got four successes, but I want to just burn a willpower to re-roll three of them. Okay. Just to get as much success as humanly possible. That is five successes total. Mm. And do I roll another one because uh, Sybil is at the same time? Sybil's going to roll their own okay. Quell right. the Beast right now, and that will assist you however it may. Yeah. Um, um, before we resolve what happens with Burroughs, which Burroughs, could you just specify for me, do you intend to be uninterrupted in your song regardless of what happens? Um, not necessarily. I feel like if logic dictates that you're about to get attacked or something, I would probably whoa, jump out of the way or something. Okay, so survival over the song. Survival <laughs> over the song, yes. Oh, good to know. Uh, Sybil, we're going to have to go through Quell the Beast, which I believe is a, a contested roll. Right? You, you got to be nervous. Now I want to roll another three die. <laughs> I'm going to burn another willpower. Yeah, I'm going to burn say, another three die. Yeah, I would. Okay, that's I one heard. success. Okay, so two. You're at five. Three, four, five, six. So seven successes total. That's it. I'm yeah. done. Okay, okay. And See, your answer still stands yes. survival over song. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Sib, I believe it's your charisma. No, no, plus... I take that back, too. It's going to be song over survival. This is God yes. has meant me to be here. Yes. I'm going to yes. sing this fucking yes. song. Yes. I love it. I love it. God has put you here to die. Let me get a charisma <laughs> plus animalism sing. from Sybil. Yeah, Don't buddy. fuck me, Sybil. Okay, charisma and animalism versus stamina and resolve. Let's while while that roll is happening, I'm going to flip Silence of Death. Okay. Use the willpower. Come on, Sib. I'm also going to make sure you use Silence of Death. Uh -oh. Okay, that's three successes. Uh -oh. Three successes. That's ten total. Did we kill it, Caleb? Um, okay. <laughs> With music? Yeah. So. The power of love. Okay. And I stared at it really hard. Sybil, what does it look like when you quell the beast? What does this feel like for Lamplight, for you, for everyone involved? Um, I think it's, it does just look like she's staring at it super hard. Um, but it feels like, um, honestly, I think the scariest thing I could think of is when you're having a really good time being an asshole as a kid and you catch your mom looking at you. That's what Quell the Beast mm. feels like. <laughs> that immediate, like, chilling fear. You feel your whole life is now, like, something that has a start and an end, mm -hmm. and the end is now. That is what Quell the Beast feels like. Okay. So, the song begins. Sybil engages in this beautiful stare, this commanding stare. And as the word of God is spoken through the vocal cords of Burroughs, Burroughs, you see this thing 
turn on its heels and begin running full force, completely, undeniably fast against you. You have never seen this amount of flesh move as quick as it is. There is this heaving lift to every part of its being as the fire begins to burn brighter. As you can tell, immediately the bull's charge is coming exclusively for you. There is this flash across all of you and that feeling, that itch in your blood. The call of the Ravnos moving through all of you becomes at its highest level. You are about to die the glorious death. You are about to feed every compulsion as it... (laughs) and begins to pick at its brain, pulling at itself as it stops completely and halts into the dirt, sliding right up against you as both the Quell the Beast and the song itself stops the creature just for a moment as it skids off the side of you, only barely colliding with with you. I need you to make me a dexterity plus athletics to dive out of the way before this thing can connect with your body. Oh, okay, here we go. Come on, don't fuck me, dice. One success. One success is all you need. You're only going to take one superficial damage as the shoulder of that beast connects into you and you can feel the tin scrape against your shoulder, toss you and move you what must be 12 feet off to the left as it collides through as though you didn't even exist and slides into the dirt its face pressed in. It has fallen completely prone for just a moment. Uh, at that moment, we have Burroughs and Sybil who has acted. We're going to Enoch. Enoch, what's the move? Didn't Mal have something they wanted to do first? I have in order. I have Burroughs, Sybil, Enoch, Alice, and Mal, Niles. Super quick. Uh, you can, can forego your turns if we'd like to. Yeah, I believe. Start. I believe we were going to have Mal go first because they were going to do something. Yeah, we were going to. Niles and I were going to disable uh, its legs. Mal, Niles, what's the move? Wait, Sib had something to say though. I was going to say that came with a rouse check and I failed, so I'm in hunger too. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to use shadow cast to make a shadow around it and then through that use touch of oblivion um, to give it aggravated damage and also take out one of its legs. Okay, absolutely. Uh, let's make a roll for that attack then. Cool. So it's oblivion and what else? Um, I'm not sure for that little because uh... it, it doesn't really say. It just What's the the name of the discipline again. Uh, sh- uh, touch of oblivion. I think it's your um, your brawl, if I remember correctly. Okay. Let me listen. Okay. Vampire touches their victim and channels the raw and traffic power of oblivion through them. The victim suffers aggravated damage and a crippling injury. Thanks. That gives me no stats here. That's what I was looking at, too. Um, And because I have shadow cast, I can push other oblivion abilities through that. Got it. Because there is ranged. Let me see if I can find it here in the, the cards real quick, just so we know exactly what it does. Um, for the meantime, could you just give me a, a brawl plus uh, plus strength here? 
and then um, go ahead and add uh, your your oblivion. We'll call that done. Two. At least for now, until I find out what this thing actually does. All right, come on, dice. I'm going to use a willpower to roll three again. Okay. Do it. Goodbye. Use that one. Um, I have two tens, so that's four, five, six, seven successes. Seven successes, absolutely. Um, tell me what this looks like as you uh, uh, take advantage of the lamplight here. Um, I think the walls of the um, the shadows cast by the walls of the of the pit kind of come to life and snake along the ground like tendrils and wrap around its legs up, up, up to its hip. And as you watch, life starts to kind of like drain out of the leg. And as a final kind of insult to injury, it snaps the hip in the wrong direction. Okay, yeah, you see as this leg completely contorts out of socket, out of existence as it breaks, snaps in half as the uh, oblivion has made that bone brittle. And the lamplight <laughs> as it scrambles and clambers across the floor there, its leg pulled out and free. Uh, it's, it's only moving on one at this point. Um, it's picking itself up from prone. It's come to about half as it's crouching. And it's its big, fat, clawed uh, hands have moved down to where that broken leg is. And he has begun manically pulling at it as if he's trying to remove his own leg from the sheer amount of pain you put him through. He's howling like a hurt animal. Uh, we're going to go to Niles. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, fuck. Um... You think you'd make it easy for us to kill this thing? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I have to go up to him because anything I can do, I have to touch him. Well, um, well, just get away quick. Yeah. So first I'm going to try to get stealthily up next to him. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Uh, give me a stealth plus dexterity. He is distracted. He's going through a lot. Does my specialty play into this? He is not kindred, no. Okay. Stealth plus. He's much worse. No. I know. Awful. Terrible. No successes uh, with two bestial failures. Two ones on my bestial failure. Fuck. Here we go. So, so that counts as one bestial failure, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the bestial failure. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just let everybody know I've added a bestial failure counter to our uh, display here, so I'll just Thank increase you. that by one. There we go. Okay, 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 okay. Always eat before you go into battle. <laughs> that's <Hi>. the rule. <laughs> boy, oh boy. This was going to be, yeah, hi. Mm. Um, you pull yourself through Niles and desperately try to take advantage of the situation, moving yourself up, trying to get as close as you can, knowing that's the only circumstance that you are actually viable against this thing. 
Um, but it's just as you're pulling yourself forward um, that he makes this big sweeping gesture across the floor to, to fully pick himself up and stand up on one leg. And it sends some of the debris rocks around you, uh, cascading a bit. You trip forward onto the, the, the craggy rocks sliding into the dirt below, just basically in front of him towards the ground there. And there is this primordial fear that enters both of you. As for just a brief second, you get the familiar feeling that you do with spoons off of him. For a moment, you can hear him. You can hear what's going on in his mind. And there is this multi-layered voice, this one that echoes into everything that he is. It is layered on top of itself so much so that it's in over and over and over again, cascading across everything that he is. And for a moment, you know what it is to hurt like he does. And he gives you just a little more hurt. He looks at you, extends up moves his big fat claws down to that lamp lighter's midriff and extends out the tin, pulling the metal free. And there is this huge gout of fire that shoots out in your direction, Niles. Niles, I need you to make an athletics plus dexterity. Just a dexterity. And we're going for margin here. So however many successes against his. I feel the need to remind Eli... Roll willpower. Yeah. Well, I can't. They're all hunger. That's all. All the dice I have are hunger. Shit. So I cannot. I cannot. So I roll two successes, but one fail. Two successes, but one fail. All right. Let's see what one flights up to. Um. Just. I mean, we already know, right? I mean, we get it. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure we all knew. You said two successes. Two successes. Okay. This time you only take three aggravated damage as fire extends across your left half and you can feel from the left pectoral down fully the entire arm and about halfway down your side is immolated entirely and your beast is given the first fresh frenzy of its life as it's fighting against the huge amount of flame that you just had pushed across your body like an inferno you can smell you cooking the the smell of dead burning flesh as your left arm crimples and moves in as you are collided against all of that fresh hot fire now i need to remind myself what it is to frenzy to fire Remember, there is a surgery bay in my special place. I got you. We can yeah, just I mean, if you live no. through this, I'm sure you could get it fixed. Do we need another air canister for Niles now? <laughs> no, that'll, that'll, yeah, if we want to. That's the them. exact wrong thing for. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Did it also take the damage I dealt to it when I pulled yes, it? Yes, it off? did. Okay, That's why great. it was losing its leg. Well, okay. I had to try. I had to, I had to try. No, I, I, I think I have I have a rescue plan idea, so I just need to know what the damage is. Terror Frenzy. Here we are. You're at, um, okay. Inside a burning building. Being burned is a Terror Frenzy, too. Okay. So, 
It is a difficulty of two, uh, and you need to make a frenzy test, which... Let's remember what a frenzy test is. It's our first frenzy test? Wow. I think we've done them before. We've had a couple. Um, yeah. N- none from fire. This is our first one from fire. Uh, willpower plus a third of your humanity rounded down. And that is against difficulty two. Thank God. Um, that's four successes. Four successes means that you are unfrenzied. You are just badly burned against everything that you are. The charred feeling runs up against you, but you manage to keep the beast at bay. Maybe it's being here in Lada's space with an understanding that it is not just you who occupies this space, not just you that occupies this body. Whatever it is, maybe it's the sounds, uh, uh, the familiar voices of Hugh in your in your mind, the last conversation you had. Who knows? But you're still here. You're cognizant. You're aware that you are hurting more than you have ever felt in your second life. Okay, we're moving on from Niles now. Um. um Yes. I was about because I know uh, is that Enoch and I are about to go. Yes, really you are. Quick. Uh, I just I want to activate really quickly presence, and I'm going to tell Enoch I'm going to get her, and I'm going to activate unseen passage. And okay. I failed that rouse check. Got it. Uh, unseen passage, by the way, allows me to practically go invisible, and I've already activated right. Silence of Death, so my intention is to go quickly down there and grab Niles to get them out of there. Okay. Um, just so you know, Unseen yeah. Presence keeps you uh, invisible so long as you do not attract attention. Um, yes. You will be invisible up until you grab them. Basically. Right. I'm going to basically kind of wait for the opportune moment. Uh, hopefully Enoch will get it or just some kind of moment and I'm going to snatch. I love that. So you're holding yourself off the side right. for Enoch to grab its attention and for you to swoop in and get Niles while you can. Yep. Rockin'. I love that. Allison, uh, go ahead and let's just make a stealth check just just to reaffirm. Yeah, no, like, no, no. I got to get its attention. <laughs> <laughs> Because Go ahead and make me uh, a dexterity plus stealth, and you yes. can add your obfuscate roll to this. Well, now you know at least, Aaron, there's a cute little door you can shove the I, thing in. I want to say to Enoch because because you got my attention. Mwah, and that's it. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> Might not have to sleep in the doghouse tonight, bud. Mm-hmm. See what happens when you do... <laughs> I spilled all the dice everywhere. I just, I, 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 I just hope everybody gets clear soon because this, this thing's going. I have, uh, I have, okay, cool. I have three successes. Okay, three successes is more than enough to get yourself in position. You're holding that action. You're hoping to God that nothing goes against you. Um, <laughs> Enoch, that means that we're up to you and the IED. What are you thinking? So, how close are <laughs> Allison and, and uh, Niles to the thing? Uh, to Lamplight? Yes. Pretty much well on it. Uh, consider that Niles is maybe um, eight feet from where it is now, and that would put Allison somewhere like 10 or 12 feet. And I'm like 
Are you you fell down, right? You went down from the balcony. Let's say yes. Okay. Let's consider you about thirty feet. Okay. Um, this thing is gonna. Yeah, I don't want them that close to it when this thing goes off. So, I mean, I think if it'll it was, be fine. Look, if it was just Niles, then sure. But when Allison's <laughs> in range, forget it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just I have Silence of Death on. I'm gonna try to. Whichever direction it looks like Allison and Niles are going to run, I'm going to flank in the opposite direction. Okay. And I'm going to hold. Can I hold my action? Is that the thing I could do in this game? Yeah, yeah. I just okay. let Allison do it. Uh, it's probably not something you can do in this game, but I do that shit all the time. So, okay. God bless. So, I'm just going to say that when they are clear of the creature, of, of Lamplight, right. I am going to twist the nozzle of the oxygen tank just a little bit to get the air going okay. and then I'm gonna throw it slash slide it just kind of right underneath the thing and try to get it to go off underneath its chest got it so the second it's clear from the others you're yes. tossing that bomb understood that means that we're gonna go to lamplight um, lamplight uh, is going to use its turn uh, to turn on Niles once more uh, and make its first little attempt at Niles' life. Not understanding that Allison is there masqueraded. The singing um, is still continuing so it it is very confused. It's called out by that haunting song which all of you have noticed is take on an, an echoing quality that while most natural caverns will cause an echo, this is different. There is this sonorous quality this this layered quality uh, not unlike what Niles was experiencing in Lamplight's head uh, where the, the the sound is almost amplified uh, like in concert like in amphitheater um, and it's so powerful in this space that it's almost louder than Lamplight's cries um, but confused manic uh, threatened lost of leg uh, no sight for Mal only for Niles there's just one thing left to do um, and he goes to grip Niles by the leg with one fat clawed hand um, so we're going to make something of like a, a grapple contest he's going to roll strength and brawl against you Niles I'd love for you to write to roll um, whatever you think is appropriate are you trying to wrestle back? Or are you trying to break free and run? What's the point? I would like to use dexterity and survival. Okay. <laughs> dexterity and survival. Okay, so how does survival play into this, do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to run, and I'm just trying to find the most logical path to, to flee. Okay. The most logical On... path to flee. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead and make a dexterity plus survival. <laughs> There's no way I can do, like, a mini distraction to help at all. You could, but you'd be breaking yourself and could become visible to this creature instead. If you'd like, uh, I'm a very benevolent human being. You could take Niles' place. (laughs) Just push her out of the way. Would you like to give me some aggravated damage? We could arrange this, Amanda. I'm going to hold because I think I might need to be full strength to get you in and out. Whatever you have to tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, you say Niles. that, but you don't always need an escape route. 
You have three, three successes. Three successes. Okay. Not bad. It's not great. Um, he has an overwhelming amount of success. He has uh, a crit and three successes. Um, you are picked up effortlessly. Oh, shit. Okay. And then shook like uh, a gorilla in repose. He takes you and smacks you against the ground. Oh, and then again my. across the other side. And you all are watching as this massive creature treats Niles like a rag doll. Niles, who has been the muscle before, who has collided their form into something massive, has always been the one on the front line, is right now being absolutely degraded against the floor, smacked around like an animal. Um, you are going to take uh, uh, five superficial damage. Oh, my God. So that's not one point. Yeah, uh, you hear the bones cracking in Niles' face as uh, the skull begins to crack on one side and the mandible breaks loose from the jaw. Uh, you can uh, you can see the teeth that spray out in one uh, sort of cascading spit as the next arc is brought over and Lamplight collides them into the floor. Uh, Niles is just being taken advantage of. Um, we're going to move on. Uh, Burroughs, do you have an action? Yeah, Burroughs is going to whip out that samurai sword and scream, uh, Niles, no, and run over. And I think, uh, I think he'll probably, I think he'll probably try to aim to cut off the thing's head if he can. Okay. Great. Let's get more people in range. Good. Don't pull <laughs> Thanos. Go give for the me, head. Uh, give me, uh, do you think that, uh, that uh, Burroughs is particularly dexterous with this weapon, or do you think he's a hack and slash? He's a hack and slash for sure, yeah. Uh, Give me strength plus melee. Uh, okay, I think um, also I'm going to change it to where I'm actually aiming for the arm. It'd be probably smarter to just okay. cut the arm off of this thing. Are you going for the arm holding Niles? Or the yes, one exactly. Not? Exactly. Got the it. one holding Niles so they have a moment to escape. So he says strength plus melee? Yes. All right. Well, also, Caleb, if eye. this goes through and the and the and Niles is dropped, I'm going. That's my hold. I'm going. Got it. I'm gonna re. Oh, I can't re-roll my hunger die. It's only one success. Um. Okay. Uh, let's see how he does in uh, uh, mitigating this damage. Uh, he rolls two successes, meaning uh, that the samurai sword comes down. You do connect with his arm. Um, and you see for a moment as it clears like pig flesh, like uh, any sort of fleshy target, actually catches halfway through into its body. So as it's rearing up another toss of Niles' body, the samurai sword is embedded oh, as shit. if it is done next to nothing to this thing. Uh, it hasn't even really moved to regard you yet. It's so taken with absolutely pummeling Niles, but you're able to grab it before it notices and pull back that samurai sword with unfortunately no effect to its body. We uh, will we'll move to Sybil. Sybil, do you have an action here? Okay. So it looks like the people that are still close to it are Allison and Burroughs, right? Allison, Burroughs, Niles. Okay. Would you like to join that party? 
No, no but I've got a bone. great little trick with the lighter I think you all need to see. No, I want I want the bomb to happen now, but... <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to do what I think she would do, which okay. is immediately get closer to the lamplight. Um, but... <laughs> I God want... damn it. Listen. <laughs> I don't have any ranged attacks. I don't have a bow. I want to... Um, try to... Oh, I don't even fucking know, man. I think... Okay, I want to activate Feral Weapons, okay. which is a wraps check. No. That I failed. Oh, that's, what, three hunger now? Yes. Mm, good, good, good. That's fine. Don't even worry about that. Okay, I, I want... want to... Thank you. I want to go to the arm that Niles is in. Right. And the sword is still there, right? Burroughs has uh, since pulled it back out. I did not I mean, want I'm that okay with leaving it stuck in because like Burroughs probably you guys would are okay not with have that. a moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And the, where exactly like is the sword in the arm? Is it like, it's sticking out on the back end, right? Probably like Ooh. closer to its forearm. Okay, closer to its forearm. Um, okay. I think I know enough about bones. <laughs> Sim's going to try to put the samurai sword into a uh, park and drive it forward. Woo! And maybe make a really big slit for Niles to leave. Love it. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a strength plus melee plus your feral weapons. You got this, Sybil. Come on. Strength. That's it. And the light. Okay. And fair weapons. That's five successes. Five successes. Yes. Massive. Okay. Stable. Okay. That's it. Um, and then get the fuck back mitigates one of those successes uh, but the rest managed to uh, to work exclusively in your favor tell me what this looks like tell me what the effect is um, the basically the the way that she's anchoring herself to move the samurai sword is um, I think she is barefoot so her 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 nails on her feet are like planted in this guy as she puts the sword in park and just finishes all the way through and stops like short of Niles and then um, like pushes back and makes sure to make eye contact with both of them, like obviously get the fuck out. There is this beautiful circular arc as it fully goes through the forearm and disconnects that arm entirely as this big gout of black bile blood begins to leak through from the wound itself as he screams and drops Niles immediately. Niles collides with the floor and Allison is brought out of stealth. Allison, give me an athletics plus dexterity to get Niles out of it. Well, do. Okay, so I have one, uh, I have two successes, but one's a 10. Okay, two successes, one's a 10. Cool. Uh, but there's no two 10s, right? No. Okay, so two successes. 
Uh, That's really all you need. He's in a state of panic. There is a distraction here. He's just lost his arm. He's screaming. He's one-legged. Sybil is creating this brand new issue that gives Allison enough time to grab uh, Niles. Where are you taking Niles? What's the plan here? So I'm going to... And I'm going to make sure, like, I am going to be very gentle with Niles because I, I, I'm, yeah, no. So I'm going to kind of scoop him up. Uh, I don't know, like, what is that? Bride style, like a puppy. I don't know. I'm going to pick him up and I'm just going to get us back up to that uh, balcony. And honestly, I may, uh, if I, I'm, I'll hold for a beat to see how it goes. But if I feel like Niles is going bad, bad, I may have to take off. But I'm just going up to that balcony. Okay, give me an athletics plus dexterity to get yourself up that little 60-foot clearing. Okay. Just that little 60-foot gap. <laughs> For you guys, it's, it's barely a thought. Uh, okay, only one success with a 10, so only one. Okay, that's all you need. Uh, as long as there's no bestial failures to deal with, we're fine. You get Niles up to the top there. You're on the balcony. You're looking over as that thing continues to scream. Burroughs and Sybil are the closest. Uh, in order, we'd go to... Uh, ba, 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 ba. This would be e- uh, Mal. Mal, do you have any actions? Um, is it within like striking range of both of them, or are they a little bit further out? I think Sybil and Burroughs are right up there because their both last actions were to use a melee weapon, meaning they're probably within five feet here. Okay, so it and it only has one functional arm right now? Yeah. Great. Um, I'm going to shadow cast Touch of Oblivion it again mm-hmm. and try and rip its arm off. Or the the other fact, arm. Yeah, the Got other it. arm that's not fucked up already. Okay. Oblivion. Do we say... Brawl, yeah, that would be brawl plus uh, your uh, strength. Strength. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use another willpower to reroll. Got it. Okay, I have four successes. Four successes. Exceptional. Let's see. Uh, yeah, you absolutely pull through this thing's uh, uh, arm there, and tell me what that looks like as you remove it. Um, all of the tendrils that were hanging onto its hip still kind of curve up its body and wrap around uh, the shoulder, and where it was like pulling different directions. The other time, this time it's just crunching it down towards the hip, like it's trying to pull hip and opposite hip and opposite shoulder together. Beautiful. There is this disgusting crunch as the bone basically disintegrates, pulls, and then breaks, uh, rendering it absolutely incapacitated in this moment as Mal strikes out again from the shadows. Uh, we go to Niles. Get the fuck out of there, assholes. Well, is Niles knocked out? Niles, I think you're muted. What can I do? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I said. Um... Fleshcraft yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Build a new arm. No. Just real quick. Because I, I can just heal from that, right? Eventually. 
Uh, if we remember, it's one aggravated damage every time you sleep, and it costs you three rouse checks. So it's going to take a while, but damn. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do. Okay. Because I can't really attack anybody. I can't really. I'm super bad. Do you want to hold your action then? Sure. Okay. All right, uh, we would go back to uh, Enoch then. Enoch, you have an action for me. Well, there's still people in range, yes? Like right Burrows there. and Sybil. All right, so I'm going to silently sigh because I have silence of death on. <laughs> I'm going to lean against the bomb casually. and I'm going to take out my phone and just start looking through it. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are scrolling through Twitter as the rest of them are losing their lives, just waiting for this opportunity to throw this IED of yours. That's right. Uh, we'll go back up to Burroughs and Sybil. Burroughs is getting the hell out of the way. Okay, absolutely. Uh, Sybil, probably the same thing, yeah? Oh, yeah. All right. Burroughs and Sybil, give me a uh, athletics plus dexterity. And then Lamplight will take his turn, and then Enoch will throw their bomb. I fail. Oh, what a uh, 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 a one on the hunger die only is that a bestial failure? Only if you get two ones. Yeah. So then no. Okay. Zero successes. Zero successes. Zero successes. Four. You know what? I'll burn a willpower. Okay. To re-roll one of them. I think that's a very smart decision. No, okay, that's, so, that's one success. Oh. Okay. Is it, is it smart? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You've got plenty of willpower. Yeah, let me go ahead and do that really quick. That's great. That's two successes. Okay. Um, two successes and one success for Burroughs? <laughs> yes. Lamplight um, feeling even more uh, disconnected from the situation whatsoever. It, it has no idea what's going on. Singing has stopped and it's beginning return to that madness and it's now lost all capability of its body so not only is it trapped in the mind it's now trapped in whatever you all have left for its existence it is a dying feral animal that really only has one option and that is to bite and scratch and kill before it is killed uh, and it again wrenches down and pulls out its stomach and exposes that red hot lamp from the center and shoots a massive out of flame around the two of you yet again. Uh, it is a margin mm-hmm. fight, so whatever he rolls on successes goes up against your successes, and the rest are aggravated damage. God, you fuckers got very lucky. Three <laughs> successes, meaning that uh, that Sybil takes one aggravated damage, Burroughs takes Two. Two, okay. As the flames begin to lick across your bodies, burning across that dead flesh, I need both of you to make a frenzy check. That is willpower, your full willpower, not what you've spent, plus a third of your humanity uh, rounded down. If you beat a two, you do not frenzy. Okay. I got a two. Okay, you're good. Um, that's three for me. 
Good. Neither of you frenzy. You're just hurt desperately by the flames. Uh, good. Enoch, uh, we're doing it. This we're is doing it. it. Doing it, baby. Okay. Let's go. Um, Enoch, yeah. to throw this bomb correctly, get it under in just the right position. Go ahead and give me a. Let me pull up the sheet here. Dexterity plus. What do we call this? You know what? Uh, let's call this um, firearms. 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 Yeah. Not, no, you know what? This is a feat of strength. Uh, dexterity plus athletics. Dexterity. Oh, we might be in trouble. Okay. <laughs> Can I rouse the blood to increase my dexterity? Uh, yes. I believe it gives you an extra die. Yes. In exchange for... Oh, oh shit. What? My phone with my dice died. Mm. Uh, you don't have any die? No. Just oh. <laughs> okay. type in, you can type into Google roll X intense. Yeah. You dork. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> dice it happens. Is Rouse the Blood something only he can do, or is that something no. we can all do? Everyone can do it. Uh, I should mention that. that to all of you more often, but it costs you one rouse check, but if you do it, it gives you a plus one to your major attribute you're using in the pool. I'm definitely going to use that next time. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. There's a bunch of shit I forget. It's in the reference That's guide. That's true. Uh, that's true. You, yeah. Where is that reference? Sorry. I believe it's pinned in our little Mayday Discord if you'd like oh, to. Oh, I already had it safe. I'm ready to go. Good shit. <laughs> I'm like, bringing it out. There's a bunch of little free action you guys can take at any given point, and um, that is one of them. Is that in the rules reference or no? I believe so. Let me see okay. if I can find it. Okay, so I passed my rouse check, which means I don't get hungrier. And then it's three dice for dexterity. Yeah, it's under Vampiric Actions on page three of the rule reference. It's called Blood Surge. So that is, of three dice, that's two successes. Two successes. Okay. Well, Lamplight is not doing well here. He's hurting, he's broken, he's nearly blind, and he's hopping on one leg. Um, so he's not in a great dice pool either. I guess this will be the deciding factor on whether he's smart enough to sense the impending doom that is I mean, this you IED. Can, you can hardly move. That's very true. And with one success, he can't hardly fight back. <laughs> nice. Uh Aaron, for us, for everyone here, could you describe how Lamplight is ended for all of us? Yeah, so it's going to be pretty spectacular because what happens is, is I, I, so I twist the nozzle just to get the air flowing. Uh, I throw it kind of like underhanded so that nozzle goes straight in for it, impacts its torso, breaking the nozzle off of the oxygen tank, it all floods out into the wetsuit, and you just kind of see it go (laughs) and the harpoon tips shoot everywhere, maybe some of them hit, maybe some of them don't but I think the most glorious part of what's gonna happen 
is all of this flood of oxygen plus the fire means that the thing is just going to fucking immolate itself. Yeah. <laughs> Lamplight becomes exactly what it was designed for as that fat cellulite flesh begins to catch flame as the expulsion of that oxygen causes a literal bonfire across this thing's form. It is still screaming in its last moments, flailing uh, its, its broken arms, its one leg, its dying form as it finally comes to rest in the center and fights no longer, screaming out its last breath and falls still in the center of the room as the rest of you are dodging the flames that extend out across the entire room. Your beast is yelling at you, screaming at you for you to take cover. But you all managed to be away from the flames, away from the immolation, and it comes to a close just as you're sure he stopped moving. Congratulations, everyone. Yeah! Wait, wait, wait. I just want to make sure. Caleb, is it dead dead, or are you pulling some weird Jason Voorhees shit? It looks dead. It looks dead, huh? Take It's not moving. It is just a flaming corpse. Oh, it's flaming. Never mind. Everybody who got hit, how, how bad is it? And I'm kind of like checking my own burnt shoulder. Go check How's everybody feeling? Burnt? <laughs> yeah. I'm Don't fine. talk. <laughs> how, how, how do we fix this? How, how do we take away this uh, this pain? Uh, I say we have to get back to the club where we have some blood and we have some rest and we recover. That's just my two cents. She's right. I'm going to look back at the door, though, and be like, what about the door? Well, obviously, I want to look at the door. Yeah. I mean... Okay. On the door itself, like I said, it's it's maybe 85 feet tall. Um, incredibly large. It's made of the same sort of clayed rock that the natural caverns themselves are. It is massively inscribed with these uh, different iconographies of that horseman uh, and the crying tears of those faces that orbit him. Again, it reads, I am Sentinel uh, in some sort of um, Sumerian uh, Latin or ancient language. And um, at the base, about three and a half feet up, are these like 16 inch in diameter disked uh, indentations that resemble almost uh, uh, missing pieces. This is where those pieces we got the print would go. Right? Can I use a new thing? Okay, what's your new thing? My new thing is Spirit's Touch. Mm. By touching an inanimate object, I can sense uh, the emotional residue left by those who have handled the object or visited the location in the past, the user gains insight into not only that person, but also what was done and under what circumstances. Okay. <laughs> um, beautiful. Uh, absolutely uh, terrible that you would do this to me, but yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. 
And I'll um, also point out that the ability says, while rarely clear, the information often provides leads impossible to gain from regular leads. Okay. Um, do you have to make a roll for this to garner yes. how much you receive? Rouse check, and then intelligence plus aspects, and under system, it says... Um, uh, the difficulty. Well, basically, I, I guess you get to set the difficulty. Okay. Based on the the knowledge and the higher, the more successes I get, the more information I glean. Right. That's how I'm going to do this. There's no set success or failure, but the more successes you have, the more information I'll give you. Go ahead and go with the rouse check and that information check. First, uh, I succeed on my rouse check. Good. And then it is intelligence plus aspects, which is eight. Okay. Dice. Nice. And that is one, two, three, four, five successes. Five successes. Um, You are visited with, uh, upon touching your hand to the door itself, you are visited with uh, a vision of Lada of the Myers. Um, who is sitting here with Lamplight. Um, It is clear that this was a time before Lamplight had turned into what he is now. It's very cordial. It's almost, it has the air that Lada is almost engaging in something of a picnic or a a resting period with Lamplight, where she is cradled in Lamplight's lap, um, and she is watching over the door um, with uh, a, a stone tablet of her own where she is is um, almost replicating some of the details off the side and making notes for herself. You are also visited by a vision of a frail, older man, obviously not a part of Lada's vision, something else entirely. It's almost like a skip in time, whether forwards or backwards, you don't know. But a very frail, old man, uh, with this thin, tapered mustache that sits across his face, these weathered lines, and this smooth, pomade gelled down uh, haircut, this very slick suit with a long coat. Um, and he is pressing his own hand to the door, just as you are, and he is speaking in a layer of tongues that feels foreign, in a language you can't parse. It may be that when he was here, he was speaking English, but the cobweb that is your mind has changed this, or it very well may be a language that even Enoch doesn't parse. Um, There's a separate vision, one of uh, a man in robes, robes much different than anything you've seen before, even Lada dresses to a more modern standard than what you're looking at currently um it is almost that of like a farmhand's outfit these long uh, patrician uh, very traditional uh, brown robes that extend over his body he is tall a gaunt individual um he is angular and feature with this very uh, bushy brown beard and this um graying at the roots long hair that sits about his shoulders Um, And he has these beautiful, beautiful golden eyes. Um, And he is standing in front of an open door. This open door? This open door. 
Can I see what's through the open door? There is a level of shadow that permeates the other side of this door that makes it near impossible. You don't know whether that is the constraints of the vision you've been treated with or the actual effects of the other side of this door. It is not unlike what you had to come through to get to this section of Lake Mead, but it is even darker, even emptier. You're staring into a void. So is he. I kind of want to open it. You do notice in that last vision with the robed individual, as Burroughs reminds you that you can't, that there are two discs imprinted into the door itself, one of which you recognize as the faced moon. That is one that you delivered to Prince Aloysius yourself. I see. The other sense you can see it in this vision depicts um, rather than a male moon face, it is a uh, female son who is weeping. Hmm. If only we knew where the missing piece was. Well, one of them's with the prince. And I'm wondering... We we have a truce with the Anarchs, right? Yeah, for now. For now. It would make sense that the Barons have one and we have the other. That way neither of them... Neither side can, like, fuck around and find out what's behind the door. That would make sense. But that or Lana's got it. Wouldn't she have told us? No. They don't know where the door is exactly, too, right? Lana? They're not... No, the Anarchs. Oh, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah, I don't even know if they know it exists. Uh, Shelly mm-hmm. didn't seem quite sure what was down here. Hmm. And gonna, I suspect we should keep it that way. I'm I suspect we should unless... You're going to what? Is, I'm going to take pictures of the door. Yeah. Okay. I suspect we should keep it to ourselves unless there is a good reason not to. I mean, guys, we have... This is one of the most important things I think anyone's found in Vegas in a long time. That means we have leverage in a good way. So... I mean, think about it. We we went from running for our lives from the hospital to here. Like, this was all meant to be. This was this was all meant to be. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Our stupidity led us to the biggest secret we've ever had. That's Hell, meant to be. Well, well whatever way it, it makes it work, the Lord has definitely taken us here for a reason. <sighs> Question. What time is it? God, it's... <sighs> Difficult to know. Did anyone bring their cell phone down into the... Uh, Devil did. I was going to say, yeah, just took photos. That's true. You absolutely did, and I allowed you to do it. Uh, it's a time. I can't remember when we came down here. I believe it was like 10. I think we established when we were talking... Yeah, when we were talking with Lada, it was like midnight. It's probably close to 1 in the morning. Okay. Okay. Do we have everything, or do we need anything? Do we... oh, I'm yes. gonna tr- I want to try to feed. Is lamplight still on fire? Lamplight is starting to die down, but he is absolutely still a bonfire. A great source of fear for the beasts in all of you right now. 
Oh, the part of the arm that I broke off, is that on fire? No, it's free from the body. I'm going to try to feed off of that. You're going to eat lamplight? Oh, you sure that's a good move? No, but I'm a hunger three, and I don't want to feed on someone that can tell us. You have iron gullet, right? I do. Okay. Save me the bone. Oh, that's fine. Thank you. Make a um, make a resolve. If you save the bone, I can make little trinkets for everybody. I love that. Yeah, just make a resolve roll. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking we needed is a good souvenir for this trip. <laughs> it's going to bond us together. Okay, that's two successes. Uh, it's some of the most vile things that you have ever put in your body. Um, and even your gullet almost refuses to take in the black ichor that leaks from this body. This body that has been forced to live for probably hundreds of years uh, and has now been completely disconnected from the thing keeping it going. It is a sludge, a tar that you are feeding into your throat here. And it is very difficult to get down. In fact, it takes you three actual attempts just to force it down your body. But eventually, it sits. And it brings you no joy and no feed. That looked fucking disgusting. You know what? It was delicious. Yeah. Not even. I see your face. Different. Dumbass. Different now. Listen. Dumbass. Have you ever ate something and you were acutely aware of where it sits in your body? That that's the feeling here is you know where he is right now. Oh. Super worth it. And I feel great. You know what? If you have your finger for dessert, none of us will judge you. Get it? Finger for dessert? No one will judge you. If it doesn't sit with you, you'll end up puking it up anyway. It's all good. And I won't because it's delicious. Let's go. Quick query. Yep. Uh, does this door look anything like Mal's door? In the church? Yes. No. Okay. The door in the church is truly just like a cellar door um, that has been barred up completely. This door looks mythic in nature. Um, this is the sort of door that makes the Bible feel real. Well, I had to ask. Are we going to tell Lana we killed her dog? Uh, we should. Well, that's what we're here for. We should. Let's do it. I'll, uh, I'll go over and I'll loop Niles' arm over my shoulder. I, I still actually have them in oh, my you arm. Do? Okay, never mind yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm carrying them like a baby you the st- whole time. You're out. Stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Niles' is, uh, uh, burnt flesh is starting to flake with each push, and, and, and the smell of burnt, uh, probably leather and fabric from Niles' outfit is permeating this space. Uh, and fighting for control with Lamplight's own uh, burnt corpse. But occasionally there's this singeing quality, Niles, that is undeniable as you can feel 
parts of your arm sloughing off in the cradle of Allison's hold. Moving back through the natural caverns, you eventually return to the throne room of Lada of the Mire, uh, and she is where she was before, but um, no longer in her throne. That beautiful, almost aquarium-like space behind her throne that features that that rush of water across natural caverns and some of uh, the eclectic fish, if you can call it that, that she has created. She is standing in front of that shaded, gelled um, window into that area, and she is staring off with a determination that is all almost haunting, like she is trapped by something, like she is communicating with something, sees something the rest of you don't. I'm going to whisper to the group and say, I think she's feeding. She's got one of her minions out there, I think. Oh. Gross. Do we, do we... Weird. Should we, do we leave a note or do we interrupt? Simi, uh, take this. a video. What? Why? Take a video. Because this is fucking weird. Okay. She's just <laughs> staring intently. And then she cants her head just a little. Still it's... caught in that stare. I'm going to do a cough like a... <clears throat> she breaks out of it immediately, and her neck snaps in an inordinate, uh, inhumane way um, and then corrects itself as she moves back, and suddenly there's much more life to her eyes. She's back here, wherever here is, and she, uh, she glides across in that ethereal, beautiful see-through gown that is as much a part of her body as it is fabric, and there's no real telling where one ends and the other begins. And that beautiful naked form that is double helixed and opened out to the other side begins to glide across on those human boned high heels as she connects over to all of you. She says, I must apologize. At times, the calling can be so very deep in my being that... I can't deny, but listen. Of course. We understand that. The calling of the door, you mean? No. I think of Cain, of the Middle East, of the beckoning, oh. of castles yet to be taken, of an old, old blood that demands my attendance. At times, it floods my memory. And it is all I can think of. You should listen to it. Take a little trip. We'll take care of things down here for you while you're away. It could not be trusted to anyone else. Anyone else would have done it wrong. How do you know? Because it has only existed this long because of me. Everyone before me has allowed it open. And I will not see it done in my lifetime. I sense that I have lost something. You've taken him from me. As, uh, as you requested. I remember. There is no need to worry over my, uh, my speech. I only care for him. I loved him as a child, as a mother might. Yeah. I am sad to see him gone. Did he suffer? 
No, no, not at all. Enoch made it, sure it was quick. It was quick. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> While I say that, I'm just thinking about the burning and the screaming. Oh, He's we all are. still on fire. Yeah. Lada does move up to Allison where Niles is sort of cradled in that hole. And uh, with uh, Niles's permission, uh, they do go to move out with two fingers, uh, almost <laughs> like with the, the gentle uh, uh, movement that you might in a touch tank at an aquarium and, and moves to, uh, to move across your arm for a moment. Um, and she connects with you uh, and, and they speak for a moment. Uh, oh, Casimir, my love, you've hurt yourself. Yeah, um, I'm gonna kind of pull Niles's arm, like body, like away from, like, because if I, I feel like they're just touching it to hurt, I'm gonna. There is a huge of... shoot immediately to your eyes, Allison, and you're familiar with that look. That is the yeah. look that you might give to someone touching Enoch without your permission. Oh, okay. And then she centers immediately back to Niles. I'm still. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I, it's. It's fine. I trust you'll rec- recover okay? I, th- I think so. I, I've you, never sustained this much damage before, but yeah, I think so. You should stay here in the mire. I could look after you. I could tend to you. Kind of like shift my eyes I, to the rest of the group. It's, we have, we got that taken care of. Thank you. Well, do you always speak for Casimir? Right now, Casimir still hurts because of. Casimir, are child. you unable to speak for yourself? Does this woman act as your ward? Um, no, no. I mean, they're just concerned for my well being. There is none such concern as my own. No one could care for you as much as I do. Um. Niles, you've got unfinished business on the surface level, don't you? A reason you need to go back. Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't want to walk away, though, from Yolanda thinking this is just a one-on-one transaction. We we want to establish a relationship with you, especially we know that you know Niles, or Casimir, as you like to call him. I was wondering, maybe you mentioned uh, your ability to transform flesh. If I allowed you to do it to me, you think that would maybe maybe further cement our relationship? The coterie and you? Oh dear. You would like to be transformed? Uh, I'd like to remove my belly if you could do that. The, <laughs> the extra fat that makes me feel old and, and slow. Rose, be specific. Be you very specific. These huge long Ooh. bladed fingernails come together. I, I, I'm going to kind of, you know, we have, if you need a little quick touch up, Burroughs, you know where we can go. I know that we can do that kind of stuff, but look, like I said down there, this is, this is bigger than us. This, this means something and, and I don't want to lose our connection to this place. So liposuction is the logical next step. Yep. Mm -hmm. I could take it away. I could make you better. 
does you something great. Just make it so that I, I look normal on the outside with my shirt on, but if you could remove, you know, some of the excess, uh, I'd appreciate it. We can absolutely do this. Yes. Yes, uh, of course. Oh, you guys don't mind waiting, do you? Delightful. Are Someone you sure? make a video. <laughs> his mind also has to stay the same. His mind and his silhouette. No weird lamplight shit. <laughs> It is entirely up to the subject. Well, then what she said, I'd like to look as normal as possible. With no extra, let's just say, disadvantages installed into him. Why would I disadvantage you? That would shirk my remark as a creator, a builder. I am only here to create the most beautiful of specimens, the greatest I kind of stand in, you know, Allison's way, trying to maintain her attention on me, and I say, I trust you. Oh, I'm backing off. It will only take but a moment if all of you can wait. Start to take off my printed shirt, pull my pants down. Allison's gonna look into the phone and just do like that office stare like he's a fucking idiot and then kind of leave out (laughs) she escorts you into this sort of uh, outside uh, uh, embassy area this this sort of cordon off surgery uh, a makeshift surgery room where you can see there are much more of those sort of butler types almost where their hands have been sawed completely at the wrists and instead there are these silver platters that have been extended out into the bone itself and then it looks as though welded into these existences Um, they are without mouths uh, only eyes and they click as they move about you um, with these little metal uh, uh, appendages that crack along the natural rock below, and it seems as though they're playing attendant to the surgery um, and standing about. Uh, but as Lada escorts you down onto this this uh, sort of stone tablet uh, where she, she has you lay, she extends out and pulls these semi-translucent uh, curtains, these beautiful cloth uh, curtains that you can see the forms through, the shadows of burrows on the table of Lada on the other side, but the rest of you are closed off from this uh, this transformation. Um, and there is a moment where Lada sort of looms over you, Burroughs, uh, and makes contact with your eyes, and it is bizarre because at any one moment you don't know which of the eight to make connection with and then being those black sclera it's very hard to tell when she's really intently looking on you um but she speaks in this low sullen very pleased with her self voice she's definitely enjoying the experience she she comes here for this um she looks to you and she says do you trust me enough to sleep I do. I just want one last thing from you. Could you put a little crucifix here on my right chest? I guess it's on my left. Just a, just a little one there, a little bit of raised skin. So I always remember. 
Do you wear a crucifix at all? No, I have like these kind of, you know, beads that beads. I wear, but they're not, no, no real crucifix. A crucifix. Okay. Just a little cross. For you, a cross. In the name of your little hero. I'll ignore and then, that and close my eyes. <laughs> as you close your eyes, uh, there is this overwhelming feeling. And you're, you're familiar with it. It is uh, not unlike Allison's power of domination. Um, and you can feel yourself becoming enthralled by her. So as soon as those eyes close, you begin that power pushing out against you. Uh, I, I'd like to ask you, um, are you fighting against this feeling at all? Or are you allowing it to happen? I'm allowing you also it. Just resist to see the level of, of uh, Lada to begin with. But it's up to you. He's he's feeling real zealous uh, right now. I think he's just going with it. He's just going you with it. Are snapped to sleep. It happens immediately. As soon as the thought pervades, oh, she might be doing something. Gone immediately. Uh, the rest of you observe these fingernails and beautiful shadowed uh, a form against those curtains that extend across the, uh, the the surgery room and you can see them as they begin to work them cascading into Burroughs's form and then periodically you can see as pieces of Burroughs is lifted up across that black shadowed curtain uh, indistinct, indecipherable without moving into the room itself but she is definitely removing. And you can see strings of intestines that then are weaved together like um, like tinsel almost and then replaced back into the body. And those little uh, attendants move past with those trays. And you can see as she removes something from the trays itself and replaces them into the stomach of Burroughs. And then there is more suturing. And then finally another movement with those attendants that extend out to the process. And eventually, about 45 minutes later, Burroughs, you are released from this spontaneous sleep, this uh, this uh, sort of haze, this unremarkable moment. You do not believe you actually went into torpor or fell into a, a stupor, but you, you believe you were just out of your mind for a moment, as if walking through dreamscapes. Um, but when you awake, not only is your gut remarkably uh, uh, thinner it is not by any uncertain terms it's not comparable to lamplight it looks like human flesh in fact it almost looks like well done surgery there is a suture scar that might run as like a uh, a liposuction uh, scar or, or something of that like where you can see that there is this long horizontal movement across your lower stomach but for the first time ever you are not greeted with the slope of your uh, fat old stomach and instead are greeted with the curve of your hips and the movement down to your, your lower half. You can see yourself in a way you haven't in years. Uh, but there is um, an attachment uh, uh, above your heart and uh, what you imagine might be tin, it might be silver, it might be something is a crucifix manufactured out of metal that has been riveted into your pectoral um, and is what looks like pretty permanently a part of who you are now. Um, 
do you attempt to move it at all? Is there any interaction with the crucifix? No, no. There's okay. not much I can do about it. I, I, I think I probably stand up, look at myself, and and although that wasn't what I was expecting when I thought of the crucifix, it it's meant to be. And I'll say, uh, can I get on one knee and kiss the hand of the artist that helped me? I would be honored to know you are pleased by my work. She extends down her fingertips, and you can see that there is gore dripping from them all the way up to her elbows. And you know acutely that that must be your own. But she extends them out perfectly for you to kiss her fingertips. I'll kiss and maybe even fight back a lick of the gore and then um, just kind of stand up and turn back to the crew and kind of show myself off. Perfect. Uh, Upon walking, you do feel noticeably different. Um, It almost feels like, uh, uh, you know, Burroughs, maybe you have an old running injury or or maybe you're aware of people who have had screws put into their knees before or additional plates in their heads or, you know, old sports injuries that require actual attunement to the bone. Um, Your stomach feels that way. With each new movement, you can feel foreign across your body as if there are, there are parts of you inside that are not you yeah I think he it makes him feel uneasy but he can't come to the group being like I completely regret this so he's going to appear as if he is satisfied Lada skirts back the curtains and sort of flourishes over at Burroughs to extend out of this new form uh, are you approaching the group shirtless to show off that that new uh, transformation, or do you get dressed before they see you? No, no, I'll 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 show them what the work that was done and start dressing in front of them. Wow, dressing in what though? Because I took his suit. Well, I have I still have <laughs> my uh, shirt and oh sure yeah and stuff. you wore that under the wetsuit yeah that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Lotta, does this connect me to you somehow? Is this, uh, I kind of tap at the, uh, the crucifix. Are we connected now in some way? Well, is this you merely are a signature? My creations consider it a maker's mark. I did try to get the details of your little man as correctly as I could. And there is a depiction of Jesus Christ across oh. the crucifix itself, bid into the, uh, the wrists, of course, um, uh, it looks a little inhuman. In fact, he's probably as tall as Lada is in the crucifix itself, and the fingertips come out to a point. Um, but it is this very tragic, melancholy depiction of your Christ. Um, she speaks to you again and says, uh, This makes for no bidden. You, you are not bidden to me in any way. Uh, this is truly just a mark of our friendship. Consider it, consider it um, a badge. Uh, you you are one of our family that is all I know all about badges and that was entirely my intention so I'm happy to know that you will in all intensive purposes of course take uh, instruction from Casimir if it should ever come to that we are desiring of a favor but we are connected anyone else got any business no I'm good 
I don't think so. I just want to get this one. Deal. Let's go home. Oh, yeah, we got spoons and a d pupper. Well, you all are welcome in this, my mire, uh, anytime. And from now on, the waters of Lake Mead will treat as safe to all of you. But I must warn you, the information that you hold, it is not to be taken lightly. Your knowledge of the door could easily mean your death if you share that information with the wrong person. Um, my advice is to best keep, uh, keep quiet in all things. I do not believe anyone should know about the door. And should you make a mistake, I will not hesitate to kill all of you. Fair. It's reasonable. Tell Joe. Well, it's fantastic meeting you. And you have... A, you have a great... Day? Night? Day? I mean, who cares? Thank you. No. Can I be the last one out? Sure. I'd like to at least say goodbye and acknowledge Lada before I leave. I'll, yeah. I'll walk over. Lada will bend um, and with Niles's permission and consent, uh, mm -hmm. move to kiss at your forehead. Uh, and brushed some of the the, uh, the hair, them sort of matted with blood and, and ash hair out of the way uh, of your face uh, and speak very plainly. I understand from your friends that you have business up on the surface and I am regrettably unable to assist you up there. But I do think that there is a place for you again in this new life, Casimir, down here with myself. I believe that you and I have unfinished business and even in this new form I find you just as ravishing as the day you bid yourself in my service this is not the end not if you not if you still desire me I would give you everything just as I always have I, I kind of reach out to her a little bit but don't want to touch her um, but um, I understand your feelings and I, I I promise that I will come back as soon as I finish what I need to do I understand and should you ever need anything should you need something to accomplish your goals to build your castle I am here unequivocally I am yours as I always have been I just nod. I'm, I'm gonna take that as a cue to start kind of walking away. Uh, before uh, Allison leaves, she's just gonna be like, and just like smile and then walk away. Uh, is there anything else before Mal gets their uh, last little scene? Okay. We'll go to Mal. Mal, you're the last one as the rest begin to feed out into that antechamber before the swim back to the shore. Mal, <clears throat> excuse me. Mal's been like fussing with a couple things in the background 
And uh, as the others walk out, Mal will walk forward, and they have the C1 vertebra of the skeleton from the from the mansion. And through the two foramen that are on either side of it, they've stuck two locust wings from out of their book. I'm not sure if this was Casimir, but it was close to where he changed form. Thought you might want a bit of him to have with you when Niles is away. You made this? Yeah. And its purpose? A reminder. Of? Love. Loss. What can be gained through trade. This is a gift. This isn't... This is nothing more. Grab one side. And I grab one end of it. Lotta will, will connect to the other side of that vertebrae, uh, just off their side of the wing. Um, and then there is a quick, healthy snap down the middle like a wishbone as it separates completely down the center. And you are left with one side with the wing, and she is left with the other. You honor me. Love is the greatest thing to create from. Continue to make your little sculptures. The world is brighter with things we have made. You've certainly made a lot. Can I ask you something? Please. You are a minister, are you not? You are of the Sombra? I don't know what a minister is, aside from the religious connotation, but I am a Sombra, yeah. Did you feel it? When you tread through my waters? What is it? His heartbeat. His? No. His. Thank you for your gift. And she begins to escort you through to the exit. Wait, who? Who's he? Who him? I know a lot of hims. Yes, you do. And she extends out to the exit. I go. Okay. You meet up with the others. I assume we're making a mad dash for the boat, or are we swimming immediately to shore? Fleeing the scene of the crime? Yeah, we should probably avoid that boat. Yeah. You did leave a dog on it. We Just... left it. I was going to say, we left the dog. Get and a dog. Uh, to, to be fair, it's only been like two or three hours, so. Yeah. So you can grab the dog and then make for sure. Yes. We, we can also it. set the boat, like, if we want to make sure we can wipe down any prints and, like, set it off back into the, you know what I mean? So it can, like, it was just, oh, an accident. So you guys are sort of up. moving yeah. it out into a cove, wiping it down, and then heading for the shore. 
Yeah, right, probably like pushing it back push into the water. Really... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of you go ahead and make a. Um, we'll call this streetwise plus uh, wits to effectively clean the crime scene. Whoever wants to do it. I, I have. I've got four. four. Okay. I have uh, either one. Seven. Allison, you you haven't rolled very much. Oh, th- there you go. Give it to Sybil. Okay, if you said wits and streetwise? Yep. Okay, bet. Okay, that's three successes. Three successes. Okay. Um, you do your best to clean the crime scene and leave it off in the water and a cove on Lake Mead at about you know 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, um, and you all make for the shore with Rufus on somebody's back. Um, we will leave you all on the shore without consequence, without feeling. I will say the only thing that I really need to note is that now when you return to the water, you do indeed feel and hear the heartbeat of something thrumming in your mind and in your body. Uh, but the rest of you, uh, without a consequence, return to the shore itself uh, on the same night that you entered like me, exiting. Uh, it's one fifteen. I think this is a good place to take our break before we come back and decide what's next for the new gen. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We'll be back. Okay. Well, that was an experience. It's now like they've moved away from just saying the worst words, and now it's like a little teleplay five seconds before we get started. We're like trapped in a skit I never wanted to be a part of. Um, (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, We are on the shores of Lake Mead at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, and all of you have just survived Lada of the Myers uh, and the underground caverns below Lake Mead and uh, the Sentinel's Door. Um, now there are so many questions for the new gen. So many things we'll have to rectify and come to terms with. So, what's the play, y'all? I mean, I, I do think that while we're driving at some point, Burroughs probably will bring up, like, we should not leave this car until we've decided what our next play is. I can agree with that. Sure. Well, we have the bikes, too, so how are we... Well, then where... before we split up. How and where? Uh, I'm going to put Niles in the backseat of Baby Blue, because it's... Unless... I'm 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 able to move myself around, right? I'm just burned yeah. from the arm, on on the arms, right? Yeah. Like uh, Niles, how many? Uh, how much aggravated damage could you, you gave me take? Three. Oh, so you have I four think? more before I've, you die. I have four more before I die. Yeah, seven yeah, was my full health. You listen. This is the most pain you've ever been in, but you're a vampire. You yeah. absolutely could go. You know, twelve rounds with Tyson. Right? Yeah, I'm in pain, but I'm not incapacitated. So eventually right. this Hold gets on. old and I... S- I'm going to be like, Miles, okay, I hear you, but it, there's a thing called ego. <laughs> so my question is, is this your ego talking or is this you talking? It's the, I don't trust any of you with the bike that I like. And I'd like to make sure that it gets back in one piece. Okay, um, that's fair. Because if, if it was anything else, I would have been like, bitch, but no, that's cool. Fine. I call the other bike. Where are we going? Let's meet back up at the club or something. 
Yeah. We're going to make it back to Vegas in time before the sun rises. It's not three hours away. Well, it's like under an hour. I think it's so. about uh, 45 minutes for Boulder to Vegas. Let's see. Google. Spoons, by the way. <laughs> Spoons, uh, it's about 36 minutes from Lake Mead to Las Vegas, so you guys will be right. fine. Spoons mm-hmm. is back with you. He would have realized that we were leaving the boat and come back. So he is probably tucked under your jacket. Doing just fine. Uh, no uh, recon alerts or anything that he reports back to you during his time watching over Lake Mead. It seems as though you guys might have gotten away with this one. Well, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, I'll drive us to uh, the back of the town to the, uh, the club. Okay, so you guys back. stop at the motel first to get onto the bikes. Um, you do notice that there is a, uh, a police force uh, in tow. Well, we, brought, we brought the bikes to Mead. Did we? Yeah, we were trying to talk to Shelly and stuff like that. So we already came down with to the dam with it. With the Never mind then. Uh, you didn't hear shit. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can assume. Yeah. We can assume. There's a you radio guys, in Burroughs' car. He can. Oh, yeah. You guys <laughs> drive back to Club Canaan, um, which is still unfurnished largely except for uh-huh. – a large dog bed. <laughs> and a dog house, yeah. A dog house and three corpses. Uh, I'm just but... going to sigh at the lack of movement here. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so empty. Yeah. It is hauntingly empty. It's very clean now outside of the Enoch droppings. Um, but... Excuse me. <laughs> Look, nobody's talked the entire goddamn drive. What happens if we tell the Camarilla what we found tonight? What happens if we tell the Anarchs? <laughs> What happens is we lose our power. As long as we have that knowledge and they don't, we have more power than they do. What 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 power is there in just knowing something if we can't take advantage of it? That is true. We should tell we should tell the Camarilla at some point, but we should only I feel like we should only tell one person, and I feel like it should be the prince. I don't think anyone else with this information would be a good idea. Um, I agree. It depends on how in trouble uh, we actually, are. Actually, that would ex- we could made a get promise. Us. That to could Lada. actually. So, we made a promise to Lada. So. Oh wait, wait, wait! Just so we can have everybody's status really quick, because frankly, I feel like we're getting too espionagey. Where are we standing with each other? Because I would like to know that I can make it another day. I need to know, like, oh, I'm not screwing someone here, this, this, that, because y'all are giving me whiplash. I think what Allison's asking is, how does everybody feel about what we should do with this information? Exactly. Huh. I feel like the safety of the group is the most important, because if any one of us are in trouble, the people that could kill us do not care about killing one of us. Yeah. But right, in Niles. Of- Do you agree with that statement? Yes. Okay, you didn't respond. That got me concerned. Keep going. In terms of who we tell the truth to, I feel like we should only tell the truth 
to anyone who threatens to kill us if we don't tell the truth. If we get there and all the Camarilla does is slap us on the wrist, I don't think we have to tell them anything. But if they, you know, start saying words like blood hunt or Cisco starts looking like smiling at all, I think we should tell them what we have. How likely do we think that the Anarchs have one half of the key and the Camarilla have the other half? Bing pot. No clue. Because if we want to go with Mal's thinking of nobody should know it, then the only reason that would be useful is if we could get those keys ourselves. I mean, we keep it secret till we have a way to get both keys. The problem is, is we've been out of town for a reason because we were in hiding because we started some shit. So we kind of need to come with something so that they like us. Hmm. I mean, do we have to see them? Can we just keep on living unless we're summoned? We don't have to go like, hi, daddy, I messed up. The Anarchs have asked for our audience. They specifically asked but, us to go, hi, daddy, mm-hmm. we messed up. Mm-hmm. Because the Camarilla is blaming the Anarchs for what we did. Perfect. No, not perfect. If you want the other key and the Anarchs have it, maybe not pissing off the Anarchs would be a good idea. Or, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. We kill the Anarchs and take the key. There are so many fucking Anarchs. And there are seven of us, and we barely lived through fighting one fire monster. And we're all babies. Relax. Everybody relax. Let's just, we're thinking years ahead. We gotta think just day-to-day survival, right? There are too many Anarchs. I just want my fucking club. We all just want stuff. So, just go and smooth over politics. What do we do? Sybil. Ideas. We go home. We get the club up and running, because right now it is just a storage facility. That gives us something to do and something to look like we're doing. Like that? We we Explains why we're out of town. We have our audience with the Anarchs. We don't say shit. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe maybe, uh, uh, Allison and Enoch, you go on a little date or something that night because Enoch is going to inevitably say something that's going to start some shit. Enoch, you're my best friend. Also, why do we have to listen to the Anarchs? They're not in charge of us. It's not a matter of listening to them. It's just getting them to leave us alone long enough so we can continue with whatever we're doing. Also, Pop Pop won't want us talking to the Anarchs right now. Great. So you guys go do whatever the fuck you do. Probably get the club up and running because no one else is doing the work. It's your club. It's not my club. My club. Oh, y'all be taking my drinks? <laughs> this is I'm just saying. I, I make sure there's stuff here for everybody. What the hell? Speaking of, I need a shot of whiskey. Let, let me get a bottle and I'll find try to find some alcohol. I'm going, I'm like, what do you like more, scotch or bourbon? Bourbon. Oh, thank God. Okay, so I'm going to make sure I pull out actually a good medium bottle instead of a piece of shit, and I'll slide it over him. Can I take a shot of it? Does it feel the same? Uh, you can eat food, right? I can, can eat he? food. I'm, I'm probing as to whether my eat food has been altered thanks to a lot of... No, you enjoy your whiskey. Oh, thank Jesus. 
Mm. I'm glad that that's what Burroughs is most yes. worried about. <laughs> like the entire one. ride home, he was thinking, oh my god, can I still, can eat? I still eat? Can I still eat? <laughs> I was worried about that. Too. I would never take that from you because then I would stop hearing about my favorite local Vegas chains. <laughs> All right, then we keep going as proceeded. Keep quiet for now. But I, I just want us to think about the fact that this is this can make or break us, honestly. I, and I, I feel like it's going to make us, but we need to just all be unified in this. We're we're together on this. I agree, and we got to make sure we have the right plan and blueprint. So, better to play it safe than jumping half cocked. We need to, before we speak to anyone in charge, we need to pacify Emmerich. I still owe him blood. I think Mal does too. too. We should make sure that he has what he it's wants from us first. You want to get that done tonight or do we need to? Uh... Sooner the better. Wait, what time is it? Tomorrow. It's like about three. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> late, but. We can have Grease come over and pick it up right now. I would rather die. Again. I got about two hours left. Yeah, I think we could wait. We can do it ourselves. Or we can just, just go uh, lie down and we'll have Grease come take it from you while you're asleep. I would rather die again. I say again, because I will never let that creep fucking touch well, me. Well, you die again every morning. I hate you so goddamn much. Grease takes my blood, I'm going to end his life. Yeah, same. If he will we, not if make we it. went to Emmerich right now, he, he'd be on his back heel. He's not expecting visitors right before sunrise. Just saying. Maybe we, maybe we should be going out right before sunrise. I'm not. Well, you know me. I like to ride the line, but that's fine. Now you feel like going... You feel like making one last run tonight? Two hours? Yeah, all right. I'll fuck with it. Why not? All right, all right, all right. <sighs> so you guys are uh, heading up to the hospital, huh? I'm staying. I'm not <laughs> going anywhere. I'm just like, Sybil and Mal going to the hospital? I believe so. I, I suppose Burroughs would go as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Oh man! Now I'm gonna let you guys have it. Burroughs is is um, he's got one willpower, and uh, I think he needs to go feed. Okay. Mm. Uh, Sybil and Mal, you arrive um, at uh, at Sunrise Hospital. Um, there's a huge police presence. Um, three cruisers parked outside. <laughs> Probably a good um, thing I didn't go then. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> cops are stationed outside of the the major buildings, almost like they've put on like an active shooter resistance. Um, it's just crowded with them. So be normal, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, you guys are just moving through to Emmerich's little secret door and, and hoping to get in that way. Uh, activate Blush of Life. Beautiful. You're oh, going to need that when you return immediately to the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah good um, idea. It's a rouse check, yeah? Yes. At least two days. 
It has been two days. Let's hope multiple homicides go away in two days. That's We're good. It is quite the coincidence that two of the only witnesses to the crime died the next day, too. Wild. Smothered in their beds. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. I need both of you to make uh, composure plus subterfuge rolls. Oh, boy. Lovely. Hmm. Composure and subterfuge. One success. One success. Okay. You believe you have not been identified by anyone, or at least they don't let you know immediately. Um, You go into the hospice care and up to that second floor and down the hallways to the uh, secret entrance into Emmerich's elevator. Um, there are uh, there is one, uh, r- really two brand new um, guards in place that look largely identical to the very large men that you guys uh, just fucking ended last time you were here. Um, I, and you're getting fond memories of the uh, huge amounts of blood that pooled in the hallway here. The six police officers, the roiling uh, gunfight that took Enoch out of a window. Um, and you're just trying to roll through all of these details as you walk past two officers uh, in uh, plain blue uniforms with uh, bulletproof vests that have been standing out here in the, the hallway. Um, and they kind of eye you up as you're moving past, but not enough to arrest you. Um, you look to the two guards at the end of the hallway. Uh, they look up to a security camera in the corner there that is poised at the entrance. Um and then, as if uh, with no weight, they wave you through into the room itself, shut the door behind you. And again, that false wall opens to that beautiful elevator and uh, uh, awaits to take you up to the second floor, or, or at least the third floor, uh, Emrex private estate. Uh, is there anything you guys want to do on the way up, or is there anything to conclude here? You've given him blood before? I mean, like, not before, before, but before, now, before. Before, but after. Yes. No. This is the first time since after. Mm. Are you good in this elevator? What's he going to do with it, do you think? Mm. Like... Uh, I think he's going to give it to, honestly, I think he's going to give it to the um, Tremere. And I don't know what they're going to do with it, but it's usually just surveillance. That's fun. I love being watched. Yeah, we'll see. I could be wrong. He could just be a freak. Yeah. Sorry I got you into this for what it's worth. Oh, no, you didn't. You made it more interesting, but its I don't blame you for this. The elevator doors open. Um, and in a surprising turn, um, the attendants and guards that are usually accompanied with Emmerich are not here currently. Um, and rather than him being posted up in that bed, as you'd seen him before, bedridden without 
control of his legs as he depicted himself. Um, he's instead standing this night um, with a cane to help his uh, his movement. Um, the bed has been moved out of the way. It is still a hoarder's paradise in this room. Old, moldy hospital food and newspapers and uh, DVDs and uh, various points of media strewn across the floor, so much so that you have to march over piles of trash just to be in the room. But he is actually in one corner of the estate um, where he is watching... Uh, a, a 24-hour news cycle on this very large TV in the corner. Is yes. he looking toward us? Uh, he has not turned to regard you yet. I'm going to grab Sybil's arm before we get too far in, and I'm going to open up my little uh, prayer book that has all the lotus, or not the locust uh, wings in it, and I'm going to write really quickly, no one's here. He could have an accident. Uh, uh, man, that's, I think about that a lot. Um, I, I'm just gonna look at you um, and like tap my wrist where a watch would be and shake my head. I'll close the book, put it back in my little bag. Uh, he stands and he watches that 24-hour news cycle. You can tell by the way that he kind of perks his head that he's at least aware you're in the room currently. He's wearing something like a smoker's jacket or, or bathrobe. Um, and as he turns on that cane, a very expensive cane, it's like... Uh, you imagine it's a, a very nice imported wood uh, that's finished off with um, uh, sort of like pearl-tipped um, uh, accoutrement uh, on top of uh, a, a priceless metal. Um, and the head of it has this very large uh, lion's head that is in, um, in mid-roar. And he turns about... Um, and you find that the bathrobe is really all he's wearing. Um, underneath, he has uh, these sort of uh, frilled-out boxers that he does not fill whatsoever. And then this pasty, moldy, liver-spotted chest and legs that look so decrepit from this uh, point of view. Um, and very frail, emaciated, um, easy to keel over. Um, uh, but he uh, gestures to all of you with his hands and then to his throat um, and uh, and then back down to this sort of uh, like computer on a rolling cart, like a surgical cart almost, um, that is beeping through and has this very large LED display on. Um, and he begins to... Uh, type into it for a moment um, and it reads off please excuse my condition I have lost my voice that's uh, that's no problem I seem to be managing very well he types I appreciate 
your well wishes, but I am in constant pain. Mal almost smirks and then <laughs> manages to get it under control. Is there, any, is there anything we can do to uh, assist? Absolutely. I have a few things in mind. What and can he, we do? He moves over with that cane to a table that's opposite the uh, the TV in the corner, and he, he pulls out um, w- with both hands that he then tricks into one and holds up out to you, and there are noticeable alchemist flasks um, very uh, full in volume um, they're empty now but they could hold quite a bit of, uh, of liquid uh, and he extends them out to you and then goes to type with one hand some of it getting typoed and garbled um, but he says um, fill both vials okay I'll take the vials Is there somewhere we can do this privately? Or He leans down, he types, I will watch. Gross. Great. <sighs> cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to take a seat at I'll the table. The take the other vial and... Um, Start from the from the arm. Okay. Same for Mal. Yep. It's a process. Um, he looks hungrily over at the two of you, and in fact moves away from that typing apparatus uh, for just a moment so that he can get a better look. Routinely, Mal the grossest place they can think of to pull the blood from, from which is the bottom of their foot. Okay. Uh, it seems as though that might have worked uh, against you rather than for you, as he seems to uh, enjoy this immensely. In fact, you get this horse little... I didn't think about foot, foot stuff. I didn't think about foot stuff. We never think of foot stuff, do we? I should have thought about foot stuff. God damn it. Um, I think Mal likes seeing that will like, no, it's it's not flowing as well, and they'll go back to their hand. He routinely plays at the lapel of his smoking jacket as the two of you continue and sort of heaves his small, frail, old face forward. He has this big grin across his face that is undeniable with these big gravestone teeth that loom over you and these yellow, curdled little... uh, uh, grout lines of his teeth um, and seems just overwhelmingly pleased with himself. Um, Once you both have filled the vials, do you hand them back over? Yeah. I follow Sybil's lead. Okay. Uh, It's really alarming. does not feel like anyone except the three of you are in here. Just classical music playing over uh, this sort of exchange between all of you. In fact, it's very hard for him to grab the flasks, them being so full and the cane being in his other hand. At one point, he almost wobbles and falls forward and has to catch himself before taking the flasks and moving them out to the table. 
removing himself back to the table, there is this sort of basined bowl right next to it, of which he takes the flask themselves and pours in equal parts of both of you into the basin itself. Um, he then sets them down, corks them, and replaces them into a separate medical briefcase where some other flasks have been noted. He shuts that, he locks that, and then applies a numbered code. He then takes Can the I base. Can I and see what that code is? Just yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and make me a um, wits plus awareness. I really want to know if this code is on burnable power. Okay. Four successes. Uh, you see that the code is zero nine six two. Good to know. Okay. Uh, he then takes that basin uh, full of half of both of your blood moves back over to the uh, typing machine there, the, the machine that has been communicating with you. He sets the basin uh, just gently onto his bedspread, just off the side of himself, and begins to type with both hands, but then reads out to you in that same monotone robotic voice, something like an Alexa or Siri. And it speaks out, uh, now you watch. And uh, he moves to his lapel and then back down to his hip and removes the sort of uh, uh, tied bedspread that keeps the jacket together and then removes it from himself. And he is just exposed in this singular pair of boxers, this frail, disgusting, green-skinned, liver-spotted man who then takes that basin and raises it above his head and then dumps it slowly over his own hair and then slathered down his body, making no attempts to drink from the thick, tar-like, syrupy vitae as it begins to drip slowly and mat into his old, wiry, gray hair and drip down him. Uh, he, the entire time, uh, makes a lot of uh, uh, importance to uh, an emphasis to make eye contact with you, Sybil. Sybil doesn't say anything until the basin is empty um, and without really acknowledging what the fuck just happened. Just says, um, I hope that this can smooth things over from the last time we were here. Apologies again for the disturbance that we've caused. Uh, he moves to the computer, still slathered in both of your bloods. He's licking his lips routinely, but does not remove any of the vitae from his face. He refuses to drink it almost. Uh, he is shaking, like shuddering out of reaction to this, whether it's him being cold or some sort of sick pleasure from the experience. But he moves to the computer and starts to type as the blood douses over the keys. Um, you are always forgiven in my eyes, Sybil. I have cleared your name with the Anarchs and moved the chess pieces where they may start. 
you have made the first move in the next war. Is that what you want? Another war with monarchs? It is what we all want. And what do we want out of this war? Death to freedom. Only the tower. This is just so the Camarilla can be number one? That's all this is for? The power has shifted, and those laying in wait have done so for too long. You are on the cusp of a revolution, and the seat changes power. There will be justice for Arthur Cost. Do we know who Arthur Cost is? Ah. Uh, the former prince. Right? Okay, that's what I assumed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think she goes to she goes to shake his hand and repeats uh, justice for Arthur Cost and goes to shake his hand covered in their blood. He uh, shakes it, holds it, and then grips it harder than you'd imagine and brings it close to his lips and he kisses deeply at your knuckles enough that you can feel some of Mal drip from his geriatric nose onto your knuckles. I'll nudge my way between them and do the same thing just to put some space. There is less interest in this motion with you. That's fine. Um, But he does pay the same kindness. He does not kiss your hand, but does shake it. That's cool. May we take our leave? I think. Of course. Have a good night, then, Mal. Let's go. As the two of you begin to leave, he continues to slather and move it across his body as you enter the elevator and go back down. We fucked up. Oh, my God. We fucked up. Uh, We're in so much trouble. I I mean... We're in so much trouble. kind of, in one way, a big problem may have disappeared, but then there's a whole bigger problem called a war. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let's just go. Let's just sleep on it. I'm gonna go sleep on it. We should sleep on it. Cool, yeah. We'll tell tell the others tomorrow. Yeah, in the morning. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you drop me in my church? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And she... Uh, drops Mal off. Okay. Uh, just for a time, we're going to go to uh, Burroughs and his 
feeding uh, to gain some willpower there. Yeah, so uh, he's at willpower one. I kind of interpret that as just like he's just not himself. He's right. uh, beside himself. He's not even that hungry, but I just think that he's looking for some kind of connection. Um, he's going to actually find um, Pastor Dudley okay. out on the street somewhere. Yeah, um, it is really uh, it's getting there. It's probably around three, three thirty in the morning. Um, so Dudley usually packs it in uh, by by about two at its latest on the weekends there for Fremont Street. But you do know that you can find him at that chapel you hid in the in the attic of, um, and you do have the keys to that place now. It's sort of your your run as much as it is his. Um, and getting in uh, there, you absolutely have an awareness that he's in his bed uh, sleeping. You could easily wake him up. Yeah, I'm going to wake him up and say, uh, hey, Pastor, I got something I want to show you. No. Oh, shit. Oh. Remember me? Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burroughs. Yeah, I remember you, shit. Oh. Listen, I've been working real hard since last I saw you, and I think I got ourselves a venue. I wanted to show it to you. No kidding. You got something better than this dump? Oh, come on, we got to go because I, I don't got a lot of time before I got to get back to work. Get back to work? It's 3.30 in the morning, Burroughs. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. I wake up early. What do you do again? I thought you were a lounge singer. I'm a, I'm a handyman. I do all kinds of things around town. Come on, come on. All right. And he, he jumps into Baby Blue with you. I'll, I'll drive him to um, Mal's church. Okay. And uh, Mal and Sybil, I assume, at this time are currently speaking with uh, uh, Emmerich. Unless so, you like it to be otherwise. No, what I'd like is for her to arrive, uh, for them to arrive towards the end, which is Got I it. will bring um, Pastor Dudley uh, in, sneak him into the church, kind of show him around, see what he thinks of it. <laughs> I gotta say, Burroughs, this is quite the quite the ordeal right here. This could be a very good space for us. I mean, the iconography is a little, uh, well, the beheaded saints, they were never quite as much fun as the ones with their heads on, but uh, I think we could work with this. Well, I wanted to show it to you because, uh, well, I'm, I'm having a little bit of doubts these days. I we haven't interacted a lot, but I've been thinking about it, and I just, I don't know what, I, I don't know, do you, have you thought about it much about it? Do you, do you think you're the right man for this job? Well, for serving the Lord, you mean? For serving this, uh, pointing at the church and what, 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 what I want to build here. Yeah, yeah I, I think I was made for this. I, I think anyone who acts in God's message is is worthy enough to sit at the table. I've been getting to a lot of shit, Pastor, and uh, I got to say that my my trajectory is is changing. I, I thought I was going one way, but I think I'm going another. And uh, I don't need a yeah. I need a I need a hell yeah. So I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to. I'm not gonna allow you to run this church. I, I just wanted you to see it so. To know for sure whether you are part of it. You're you're cutting me out. I'm gonna just pull his neck and start feeding on him 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm at one hunger, and I'd like to remove it to zero, so I'm going to feed him until he dies. Okay. Um, You're he's going to... I charge you, fucker. Uh, he's going to try and uh, fight you. Um, so this will be considered a, a bite attack. Uh, he's okay. a little uh, spooked by it, of course, but could you give me a strength plus brawl and remove one dice that you would typically have? Strength plus brawl. Minus one to the pool. Minus one, because it's a bite attack. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Uh, one success. <laughs> well, he has no successes. So, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it comes down to a razor's edge. He fights you back, and for a moment, you're scared he's going to get away. In fact, he scrambles away and falls over a pew, and that's when you kind of fall on him, and you can see very mortal fear in his eyes as he realizes what you are. And he looks at you, oh, please, but don't do this. Oh, God, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that's when you straighten to his neck and he can barely get through his prayer um, as you begin to feast on him in the painted light of the stained glass of this place. Um, and you can <laughs> feel this strength enter you. Yeah, S Sergio, the player, understands that feeding isn't going to heal me it isn't going to bring up my willpower but i don't think burroughs understands that i think he feels a deficit and all he's ever understood is feeding fixes the problem and so i think that's why he's doing it more than anything even though his hunger was only at one but i i i'm able to remove that hunger right so I'm you are hunger zero. two zero hunger but i would like you to also remove one humanity okay. as you step further from god yeah, yeah. To Burroughs, it's not stepping further. It's it's, it's stepping uh, in. A better, it's 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 a better entourage. I need a stronger entourage, and 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 I will. I'd like to time it. Burroughs wouldn't, but Sergio would like to time it to where Mal is probably walking in towards the end of my feeding. Uh, Sybil, would you have gone in with Mal, or Sybil, are you off for your day? Um, I think I will. I think I'll just, like, stop the car. I'm, I'm used to just stopping the shuttle and waiting for people to get uh, out. Uh, Mal, you're out. You're back into the church. Uh, uh, as you say goodbye to Sybil, you open the, uh, the double doors that lead into it after scaling the caution fence. And you find, uh, draped in the center of these pews as one is cracked over, is a young man you don't recognize pinned under the huge, massive, strong arms of Burroughs. Burroughs is dripping through his beard with blood um, and has just killed this man. What the fuck, John? Sorry, I didn't want you to see that. Why did you do it in my house then? Well, it's... I don't see it so much as... Well, I don't no, know why, to be sense. honest with you. I mean, I just... I felt compelled to come here. I, I, I've asked you before that I'd like to use this place and... For worship, not murder. I don't think this is so... I need an upgrade. That's all, Mal. This guy, I found him on the street, but thinking about it, thinking about everything we've gone through, it, it wasn't, he wasn't enough. And uh, I don't know. I just, I'm attracted to this Wait. place. It's, don't worry. None of this is going to come on you anyway. You don't need to worry about it. 
If people find out that someone was dead here and then cops come, I can't come home. And then they're going to find the monster in the basement. And that's a masquerade violation if I've ever fucking heard one. What were you thinking? I, I guess I wasn't, to be honest. Uh, I just... You I don't know why... You're out of the blood. We'll see if you can still fucking do church here. This makes me really fucking hesitant to let you do anything in here now. I just didn't think you thought it was such a big deal. The, we all feed. We do all feed. Not in other people's homes, though. I don't have a good excuse. So, all right, I'll, I'll make sure it's clean. You won't even know he was ever here. There's blood stained on the pastor's white collar. You can see that the light of his eyes has left, rolled back to the whites. There's a huge gout of blood that is still spurting through as you've drained him. And his neck is almost exclusively open from the messy chomp, the removal of his flesh, just to uh, get at your quarry. And Mal, you notice that in this sort of Renaissance painting, as some of the light is cascading through the stained glass, glass on the Barroses, he stares over his kill and his printed shirt and, and uh, a haggard, skinnier demeanor, that the shadows that consume this place have all formed a sort of circle about this exchange. Uh, and you notice that they become bigger, uh, scared, uh, fearful in that response uh, as you can almost feel them observing this act. They feel if, like my 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 shadows that are in the place feel afraid. There is fear here. I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if you talking about God in here is going to work out. Well, I need to upgrade anyway, so I'll just find a better place. There's a big crash as it starts again just below the two of you as whatever that is threatens to open the door. Probably for the best. I'll take his body and like very haphazardly wipe the blood, you know, on his back and just, I don't even care if there's any left over. I'll just leave. Okay. It continues to crash against the door, even as Burroughs is making his exit with his human rag. Does do the shadows change once he leaves? There are still huge amounts of fear. Uh, that circle remains unbroken. You can feel that their interest is returned instead lower. Okay. I don't I don't know if you were scared of him or what he did he's not coming back here for a while maybe we can discuss what he wanted I guess I shouldn't have said he could do it without talking to you I guess um, so whatever way you want to tell me your feelings on it I guess 
in a snap, that circle rematerializes at the foot of those stairs, very top, all of them sitting like a crowd watching down the steps. We'll open it soon. Crash, crash, crash. Does it sound any different? Never has. Does feel spurred on. When Burroughs originally came in with Pastor Dudley, uh, when he was still with us, he um, was not making any noise then. I'm going to go down the stairs with the Locust prayer book mm-hmm. in my hands, and I'll flip it open to a random prayer and on a whim, I'll just start reading a prayer. Okay. Um, I don't know any, but I, <laughs> there are some written in the book. It, it doesn't seem to uh, stir or change what is happening here. But maybe it brings you some comfort. Mm. It does all sound like burrows, though. Yeah. I'll leave it be. and I'll go up to my room. Okay. Is there anyone else that would like to accomplish something this night? Enoch, I see you down there. Yes. At some point, if there's other people around, I'll I'll make an excuse to get out of the room like, I have to hit the can, and then I'll go into the bathroom. (laughs) Because that makes sense. Of course. Uh... You're the only vampire that still pisses. (laughs) Lock the door, and... Query, would I have any idea how to reach the prince or someone who works for the prince? Um, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Wind it up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You would have the uh, contact information for Santos, the man who originally helped you all with coordinating the original mission. Um, and who acts as sort of the hand of the prince, or at least the the front man for those visiting, exiting, entering Vegas. Uh, this was also the man that introduced you to the echelon uh, where they hold Elysium. I will send him a text message okay. that says, have important information, his majesty's ears only. You fucker. Dot, dot, dot. This is Enoch. Goddamn Enoch. Uh, you get a text back that comes pretty quick that reads, uh, is this on Watchmen business? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, you are given uh, the address uh, that becomes very clear. It's called the Arcade, and you know that it is Prince Aloysius, um, Aloysius's uh, casino and hotel in Las Vegas that is a little further south on the Strip. Um and is the newest sort of mega casino in the strip uh, atmosphere. Uh, as as soon as Aloysius was named Prince, the development started just a few years before it was made official. And just recently it's been opened, semi-open, soft-opened to the public. Um, but it's called the Arcade Hotel and Casino, uh, and it's toward the south side of the strip. I assume you're going there now? 
Yes, I'm going to slip out the window so no one sees me go. Okay. <laughs> slip out the window. Silence. You move out into the night, uh, completely silent. Uh, you probably catch an Uber or maybe walk the whole way because you're Enoch. Um, and you arrive at the arcade uh, hotel and casino at about 3.30, uh, 3.45, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous. It is built like an arcade, not in the um, the, the pinball machine status, but more so in the uh, like shopping center and bus depot uh, sense of the word. It is this huge, vaulted, beautiful uh, windowed um, house shape that runs the entire extension of the building. It is massive, about the size of Caesars. Um, it is beautifully, beautifully uh, made in the architecture of Art uh, Deco. It, it's very like fresh out of the 1920s. It's designed that way specifically. Um, it is gilded in so much gold and so much pure white um, that it feels absolutely decadent from every level. Uh, in the lobby, it stretches out onto these uh, gold hallways that extend out to the casino floor, and then again mm -hmm. off into the first level hotels, and then a level of uh, of uh, elevator banks that go to the, the further. Um, uh, the the second that you check in with the receptionist, you're uh, you're pointed out to the very end of the arcade, which stretches the whole casino, where there is a blue velvet. Um, extension uh, carpet with some like VIP railings that uh, denote to a private elevator there. Um, and uh, there you're basically told that that is where you can report um, to go and see the prince. Is there anything you'd like to do before you head over there? Mm, no, straight in. Okay. Um, let me tell you just a little bit more. You're right off of Dean Martin way. Uh, da, 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 da. The inside lobby is immaculate and gold lace, the same Art Deco trim that graces its windows as far as the eye can see. The lighting's kept really dim to a VIP clubs or jazz clubs atmosphere. Its crowd is catered to decadence and the taste is antiquated and classy without dipping into gauche. Every piece of it feels perfectly articulated in the way a Vegas casino can only accomplish, as if everything was built specifically for you to stand here in this moment. Um, after speaking with the receptionist, uh, you notice that everyone is wearing these same royal blue ushers uniforms. That uh, They all wear these very beautiful matching white fur uh, caracal uh, caps, which are these sort of banded... Uh, almost like cadet hats off the top of themselves, and they are immaculately dressed, uh, more so than most would spend on an usher's uniform. But you're taken down to that velvet-crushed uh, uh, rug that leads up to the elevator itself. Two extremely burly guards stand opposite, uh, opposite each of the elevators, and one actually escorts you into the elevator and stays with you. You're taken to the very last floor on the arcade, the penthouse level. Uh, but when you arrive, uh, the gentleman hits the stop elevator button, turns around, uh, takes a key ring from his uh, uh, key ring uh, off the side of himself, and then extends the key into a small circular slot that extends out on the, uh, the flat wall of the elevator itself and then opens up into an auxiliary lift. Uh, this one is 
much more antiquated. It's almost like a cargo or storage lift and ex- uh, extends to a lot more space. You move into that and there are six more guards all wielding assault rifles and some machine guns um, that stand in a big rim around you as that lift begins to go up further and you arrive at the top of the arcade, Prince Aloysius's uh, private quarters. Um, the the doors open uh, and there is a, a huge extension into this main ballroom there is a private bar off to the left there's a grand piano there's a fireplace all of this is made in white blue and gold accents it's beautiful it's decadent it feels like you've stepped into a private club um, and there seems to be space for performers itself as though Prince Aloysius lives in his own little private event space. Um, But at the very far end, with this beautiful arcade-windowed view of all of Vegas and the Strip itself to the north, um, is Prince Aloysius behind his desk. Um, And he seems to be entertaining a a group of socialites who are well-dressed and beautiful with martini glasses in their hands and fresh martinis poured for them. He's laughing. They're laughing. He's escorting. Uh, he's speaking with some of the guards, and as one of them disconnects from your group and steps up to him, uh, he looks to the guests, escorts them out, uh, and, and gestures for a private room off the side, and then calls for you to approach the desk itself. Uh, Prince Grant, again, is this beautiful, beautiful black man, uh, short, uh, tight hair with this very well-cropped uh, beard, with these piercing gold eyes. Um, today he is wearing a level of makeup that enhances the gold in his eyes. There's some gold fleck along his, uh, his, um, eyelids themselves. He's wearing this immaculate white fur, uh, overcoat that sits over a three-piece suit that is very well tailored for his form. And this perfect gray with these enameled buttons that are carefully handpicked. They look to be made of some sort of, uh, a very intricate metal. Um, and on them are uh, little embossed uh, uh, base clefts that extend down uh, to him. Uh, he looks uh, very in high spirits. And in fact, he doesn't look very surprised to see you as if he's been expecting you. And he stands up from his seat and he moves across around and he uh, puts out his ring uh, on, on his uh, little forefinger extended out to you. I'll be a good boy and kiss the ring. Very good. You kiss the ring, and he steps back and claps his hands together, and he looks Enoch, right? That's right. I remember you. You're you're one of Emmerich's, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I... you've got that blood coursing <laughs> through you, that that web, huh? Yeah. <laughs> There's something like it. I'm so very sorry to disturb you so close to the morning hours, but I came across some information that I just simply couldn't wait to pass along to you. Listen, you don't have to apologize for stepping into my office any time, day or night. Uh, Day is at your own risk, though. Uh, Santos told me that you've got some information, and I was under the inclination that I'd like to see where all of you are at. Uh, Everything I've heard up until this point is... Well, all of you causing some trouble for us and uh, playing outside of the lines, but I'd like to see uh, whatever this information is. Uh, I I have this policy, Enoch, where 
I have this belief that either you're going to give me something lovely that's really going to change my life, or you're going to die. And I think you have an understanding of that too, don't you? Well, I, I think that uh, I'm certainly confident that this is going to paper over any transitory indiscretions on the part of my coterie. Emmerich told me that you were smart. You had a way with words that you you uh, you knew how to write a paper. And, and that tells me that you know how to write a paper. Enoch, why don't you tell me what it is that's going to, uh, well, apologize for all these transgressions. I know where it is. Make a... <laughs> Charisma plus persuasion role. Uh-oh. Charisma. See, this is why I had those. You don't do that <laughs> stuff without me. Remember how we built the characters? I had all the charisma points. Yeah. But I didn't think you'd like this. <laughs> all right. So that is just three dice. That is two successes. He stops. He looks at you. Now I can only imagine that by having this information, by insinuating what I believe you're trying to insinuate in my room here, is that you made some missteps to get to this right step, right? I don't know if I would call initiative... A misstep. Were you instructed to open the case? Oh, well, no, but in my defense, we didn't know what we were going to find until I saw it. Curiosity is no defense. But you're speaking as though you know something. And I'm inclined to listen so long as it uh, might lead to something. Maybe... By some stroke of luck, you fell into something that I can use. So, speak to me. What 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 is this? We recently delivered you a kind of key. I'm sure you'll remember. Sure. I found the hole that that key fits in. And I'm assuming that whatever is on the other side of that door, you would be very interested in, if not having, at least controlling the access point. You're much smarter than anybody gives you credit. You got a way about you. And you know how I know you're smart? How's that? You came to me with this. Of course. Who else? How'd you find it? Ah, it was quite by accident, if I'm being perfectly honest. We didn't even know to look for it, but we were mm, out doing a bit of sightseeing around the lake, and, uh, well, we came across some vampires that were mysteriously disappearing, and in our duties as watch people, oh, we took it upon ourselves to eliminate 
that threat, and we just kind of happened to stumble into the door at the bottom of Lake Mead. Excuse me a moment. And he calls over a guard. The guard comes down to his level, and Aloysius grabs the guard by the jaw hard enough that you can feel and hear the crack of his mandible. Pulls him in close so that he's speaking directly into his ear. There's some light conversation there. Um, And the guard continues to nod as the blood starts to drip from his lips there. And then Aloysius kind of throws him and he, he, he stumbles a few feet there and immediately begins to move out of the room with four other individuals that they grab. Um, and you can see that they're already making a phone call. Um, and as soon as they answer the phone, they say, uh, Cisco. And by then they've already reached, uh, the elevator itself, uh, getting into the main room. Um, but Aloysius comes back to you and says, you know, Lake Mead has always been a source of contention for my new administration. Uh, Mm-hmm. Some of the old heads, they like to think that they run things in town. And, and you can't fault them. You've sat in a chair long enough. Everyone assumes that eventually we're going to buy you a better chair. But it just doesn't happen that way, Enoch, because we award, what was that word you used? Initiative, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll find plenty of that here. Will I? Well, well, you know what? You found it on dumb luck, but I can't fault you for that. You found it nonetheless, or at least you're telling me that. So now, I-, I must, I must warn you, however, that it is not unguarded. Well, speak your piece. There was, mm, I believe, the word that she used was dragon who claims to be the guardian of the door. Of course, I told her that this was nonsense, that the tower has exclusive rights to any such thing found in the city, but they didn't seem to agree with that line of reasoning. Well, it's good you did not poke the dragon. It's good you came back here and uh, allowed me some time to mobilize my forces, if this is true. I tell you what, Enoch, this is this is what I have planned. I'm going to confirm this theory of yours. I'm going to send a group of my people past the wards at the bottom of Lake Mead. I'm going to ignore prior warnings and, well, overlook some things the cost administration wanted me to believe about that place. And if what you're telling me is true, then I am going to open any door you would see open, Enoch. And you will be invited to have a seat at the table. Always happy to serve. Enoch, I know this is not a situation where you are doing this out of the kindness of your heart. In fact, I know that many people, when finding something of this level, whether they know they're in over their head or not, would assume that maybe they should be the ones to open it. Maybe they should be the ones to hold all that knowledge, keep it tight. So I know you came here with an understanding that you gain as much as you give. Hmm. Would you like to ask me now or later? Oh, it's nothing major, really. I would like 
a blood hunt called to track down my beautiful wife's sire. And I would like to employ the services of a handful of ghouls so that I can better serve the tower. That's all? That's it. Well, fuck! <laughs> I can do that! A <laughs> blood hunt he wants! And they, they all sort of erupt in laughter across the room here. A blood hunt and some ghouls. Well, shit! Oh, I'll write it into action immediately. You will have your blood hunt. In fact, this whole city will be moving out in force to find whoever the fuck it is that scorned your lover. And we will see that they are dead before um, tomorrow night, huh? Fantastic. <laughs> and I give you full right in my city and any city I have control under to sire both ghouls and child. You go hog wild, my love. Most gracious of you, your majesty. Well, you've given me quite the present. It's the least I can do. It almost feels like I'm getting away with something. <laughs> and I hope that this will lead you to believe that I can be trusted on any future matters that need attending? Boy, you have bought yourself into something that I don't think you fully understand yet. There is trust here. You have built something monumental. You have brought me exactly what I've been looking for since I stepped foot in this place. You know, I originally was from New Orleans. Hmm. I was prince there for a time, then Miami, and now here. All three places I was looking for one thing. Do you know what that is? That's the door that you just mm -hmm. found. I'm very happy to have fulfilled your wish. Now, I don't mean to be indelicate to your situation, because I know that sometimes alliances can feel so very flimsy when things like, well, promotions are involved. Your friends... The rest of you. My dear watchmen. Where do they sit on all this? Uh, well, I think that they would be rather disappointed to find out that I'm here. With the exception of my wife, of course. We are aligned in all things. But the rest of them... Hmm, I think they would have been just as happy for you to not know. In fact, they said so explicitly. I see. So Allison is the only one to be spared. Mm. I will say that the rest of this ragtag little coterie of ours has quite a few uses that I think they could still serve. Uh, that being said, um, it is still quite unclear where their true alliances lie. Well, if the pieces continue to fall the way they are, the Anarchs being what they are currently, and me having access to a certain door... Caleb? Yes? Check your messages. I will. This game is, uh... Well, it's starting to take shape a lot quicker than I thought, Enoch. We are going to have to make some decisions on what we believe very soon. And uh, I'm glad to know where you stand. 
Now, I think it's very important that you either convince your friends to join us on this side or ask them where they'd like their dust to be held. Mm, I believe that I can persuade them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, the Watchmen have turned out to be a whole lot more than I ever thought they would. I, I sent you all after a white in the desert. Come back with everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> oh, sometimes you find everything you wanted where you least expected it. Have you uh, intercepted with the Hikata yet? We... I'm sorry to say we haven't gotten around to it yet, but we are making plans... Listen, I could not be more <laughs> tickled for what you have found so far. Don't let me uh, reprimand you for anything yet, but it's imperative that you do. If we're to find that other piece of the puzzle, the last piece of the puzzle, it's very important that the clan of death shows us where it is. I see. In that case, I will move to expedite our visit. Very good. You just be careful around them. They're, uh... They're tricky. So I've heard. Boy, we are gonna have this city before, uh... Before the year is out. I very much hope that we will. Can I, um... Are you much in the way of gifts? How do you mean? Do you enjoy presents? Well, everybody enjoys presents. All right. He snaps his finger. And uh, two guards come up to him. He whispers into the ear of one, and they leave for a moment. They come back with this very expensive leather briefcase that he sets out in front of you on the desk. Now, go on. Uh, This is one of my originals. I made it myself on a whim. Uh, I haven't dabbled much in its power, but uh, I think you'll enjoy yourself. Wow. I'll peek inside. You peek inside, you open it up, and inside is this very ornate, um, very old, your guess is, or at least styled uh, in that level, um, knife that is encrusted along the hilt in these beautiful jewels that dance across it, these sapphire jewels that have been sort of inlaid across this swirling script that dances along it. And the blade itself is very um, thick and sharpened out to a razor's edge at the end. Um, Beautiful knife um, that is very much Aloysius in uh, interpretation. Wow. Well, it's beautiful. I will put it to very good use. Uh, it, it has a very particular... Um, it is... Uh, well, you're aware of torpor. I understand. It uh, expedites things. No sleep for the wicked. Only dust. Now that sounds very handy indeed. Sure will be. Enoch, my love. And he stands up, he moves around the table, gives you a big hug. I think that this is the beginning of something that is going to be so very fruitful for the two of us. I could not agree more, your majesty. Of course. 
you know what? I think I might just send another little gift out to uh, w- w- Club Canaan, right? Yeah, that's right. Expect uh, some furniture to be sent around. Uh, I'm going to get you in touch with one of my agents. Well, you just pick what looks nice to you. Oh, so generous. Thank you. Of course. That's the least I could do. (laughs) Is there anything else I can get you, Enoch? No, I will uh, let you get back to your friends. Of course. And he, he... presses his hands to your cheeks and gives you a kiss on the lips uh, and then extends himself back into that uh, auxiliary room and says, friends, I'm so sorry. Business is concluded. (laughs) He goes back to uh, being the life of the party. Then I will scurry back to the club, slip back in through the same window, silence of death, and then exit the bathroom as if I'd just been in there taking care of my business. Beautiful. Yeah. Is there uh, anything else we would like to accomplish tonight? I would like to accomplish beating Enoch's ass. Um, With my fist. Allison, honestly, because she's wrecked, tired, and just trying to get shit together, made sure the fucking dog was fed and make sure. Literally, it was just like, take it care. And I'm honestly probably, you know, in my PJs or whatnot, just downstairs, sewing my body. I was just doing my fucking thing, eating. I'm good and recharged, or I'm trying to recharge. Got it. Beautiful. That was it. That's all I wanted. (laughs) Is there anything else we'd like to accomplish tonight, or we would like to get some sleep? Okay. Going once, twice, three times? Okay. Um, At this point, wherever you may be, um, you rest down for the night, understanding that this has been one of the most monumental moments of your entire life, and that it is a miracle that you even came back from all of this alive. Um, wherever it is you may be that you hang your head, uh, you all can uh, attempt sleep here. So I would like you all to make hunger rolls uh, to determine whether you become hungrier in your sleep. Um, and for those of you who have suffered aggravated damage at this point, you could make rolls to heal one point of it by making three additional rouse checks. So that would be four total rouse checks if you'd like to be the uh, aggravated. I failed my um, hunger, so I'm at hunger four, so I won't attempt the rouse check. Okay. Exact, exact same. I am hunger four. Okay. So you're still hurting, still hungry. Uh, I'm up to two. And does willpower reset now? Willpower does reset with a with a sleep. Uh, I I passed my rouse check, so just hung is. Did my hunger get slated de- back down? That's when you were drinking for the night, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I'm my first rouse check is a failure, so my hunger goes up to one. I rolled okay. a second rouse check to attempt to heal. Okay. Uh, that was a success. Beautiful. So, so that so I still have to succeed two more times. Two more. Succeed or fail. Okay. Okay, that's a failure. So I'm at two hunger, okay. but I go up one health. Yes, you remove okay. one aggravated damage. And in the next day, my willpower will go up 
if I roll composure or if I just have a certain number of composure? Your willpower returns the, the next night, so okay. you're you're good to go. Okay. Uh, the All of you will wake up uh, wherever you would like in the next night. Uh, it is a fresh night. It is 8 o'clock the, the next day. Um, I believe that some of you are in Club Canaan. You can decide whoever that might be, and I'm sure some of you went home. Uh, Burroughs, I'm sure you hosted up for the night in somewhere that you know is safe, given your sleeping uh, parameters. Uh, but the the next night is yours, and we have a little bit of time if you guys would like to explore things, or if we feel like calling it a little short here, we can save the rest for next session. I mean, it's a, it is a hell of a note to end on. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm a fan of ending it. Okay. Um, I, like, I feel Beautiful. like... We're- that was such a powerful ending, yeah. yeah. Unless we kill the prince. That's the only thing I can I, think I, of. That's I, a higher I, note to <laughs> just rush him right now. I'm so surprised you didn't kill Emmerich in that moment. Like, such disrespect. I, I, need, I need to know a little bit more, I, but it's on the fucking list. Okay. Oh, that was so... Call crazy. me in for it. I love how oh, we're all just like calling yeah. Um, next session will begin uh, with something very interesting, and we're going to see how this changes the perspective of things, but with a blood hunt being called, meaning oh. that um, there will yeah. be a definite shift in prerogative. Um, the Hakata will probably be pushed back by these demands, or you could still pursue. But nine times out of ten, this means that every kindred in the city is going to be pursuing exactly one mm. target. Mm. So, mm. Are we... How far away are we from the dinner party? Uh, the dinner party is ongoing. So so they called it a dinner party, but it is actively happening um, okay. because there is like a huge concentration of Hikata coming to visit Vegas from out of town. So they call it a dinner party, but it's really like a uh, like a two week long extravaganza. So uh, that is absolutely attainable for next session if you guys would like to visit outside of hunting for blood. We will also see the ramifications of the deal that was just struck between Enoch and see if the prince can make it down to Lake Mead, which will mean some drastic conclusions for Lada of the Myers and for the door and for the Anarchs and for the Hikata and for the Camarilla <laughs> and basically everyone alive. So. You know what? This is some great breaking bad shit. We're just going to go ahead and just let's see what happens next week. Yeah. It's all going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. Maybe you all can get to Lada before anybody else does, but you'd have to know that it happened first. <laughs> I liked her, too. Mm. God damn it. Well, yeah. at least Burroughs got this plastic surgery in beforehand. Yeah. I don't talk about Burroughs' plastic surgery. And the best part of that is if Lada's dead, there's no one that can fix whatever it does to him. <laughs> well, there's actually a couple people that can mold flesh and... No surgery. You so better hope that's it. all you need. Yeah. Well, a two Grey's Anatomy kind of scene where we're both removing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this, well. Th- this was a lot of fun, guys. Thank yeah. you for sticking it in. I, I, all, I had a feeling that maybe we'd give this information a little early, but God, this is going to change a lot <laughs> for me next game. So I'm excited. <laughs> a lot of moving oh, and shaking. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next time then. Yeah. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you.